0: Love Talk Radio.
1: We're going to sing about the faithfulness of God. Are you ready to sing with us? We're going to sing about His faithfulness. It's such a faithful God. I've seen Him show up for me in unique ways. You know, that's why I, I'm quite reckless when I worship. I thought not anyhow, any hour, any hour. Anywhere, beloved. Somebody say, anywhere, belefish. You're ready to worship God with me like that. That is the kind of worship I want. To so put your head somewhere in
2: what an awesome awesome God we serve what a good God what a great God thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Yeshua thank you hallelujah it's your praise you mighty Lord mighty Jesus mighty Yeshua mighty Jahashua thank you Lord thank you God thank you Jesus amen what an awesome God we serve what a good God what a great God. Hope everyone can heal us fine. Thank you, sister. Estrella. Nice to see you here, sister. Shalom. Shalom to our brothers and sisters. I'm here with our brother Tony, a brother in Christ, brother Tony. My brother and sister from the state of Indiana. Hallelujah. Here. Thank you, Lord. Ready to share whatever God put it in his heart. Hallelujah. Whatever word revelation comes straight to have from heaven. Amen. We will share tonight. Shalom, Sister Regina, Arlie, Olivia Tree, Australia, and people listening on the cell phone. Shalom. As people are, are logging in tonight, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I received two revelation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that I would like to share because I know they're very significant, and, and I know
3: one of them is a confirmation of what the Lord uh, has been sharing thank you sister through his servant the prophet. Hallelujah nothing happens um, before he reveals it through his servant the prophet uh, he will always always God is in control God is God is the one who who determine what's gonna happen.
2: He's in the future. we are in the past. And we need to move on to the future, and that's where we're going soon, to being with the Lord in heaven. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. So before I begin tonight, we're going to go ahead and begin reading God's word. Let Brother Tony say hi to the people.
0: Yeah.
2: Hi. God bless you all. God bless them. The Lord is good. Amen. That's it. Good. Thank you, Lord. Amen. He's good, he's always good, and he's merciful, and always merciful. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So I would like to begin in Ephesians 2.10,
3: book of Ephesians. That some people say it's not a book, it's a letter, small, of Ephesians 2.10. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath beforehand ordained that we should be that we should walk in them. In the chat room, man, I apologize. Go ahead, Brother Tony, read it.
4: Yeah, Ephesians two ten, right? Uh, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath beforehand ordained that we should walk in them.
2: Amen Thank you Lord Yeah Thank you Jesus Hallelujah And so what do he What do he means by that Brother Tony
4: Yeah we were um, You know that We were created You know um, In Christ Jesus uh, You know that God has a plan for us And you know He, he You know um, For good works You know that's uh, That's what God is doing now And it's His will for us to walk in, you know, in those good works because that's what he has planned for us, you know It's it's, everything he has for us is good and and um, And uh, to be like Christ, you know to walk, you know to be in Christ Jesus And that's the will of God is for us to you know look to the son and you know and to look to Jesus who's the uh, you know Because only in him we can have good works and give good fruit, you know only in him we can Amen. bear fruit.
2: Amen. That's Thank true. you, Lord.
0: Yeah.
2: Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray we, we cover this program with
3: the blood of Jesus. Lord, send billions and trillions of words as angels, archangel. We bind the men, mental, hindering spirit, Lord. Protect us. May the angel of the Lord come around them, the fear, and we'll protect them in Jesus' name. We bind, we rebuke the power the enemy. In Jesus' name, from north to south, east to west, up and down in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, protect us and keep us tonight. In Jesus' name. Break the plan of witches and warlock, Lord. Let it be rebuke and bound, Lord. Benching in mind saith the Lord. Fight for us, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Amen. For we are his workmanship. He's working on us for to, to use us in the last days. In the mighty days, as he as he showed me this morning, my brother and my sister. Hallelujah. Uh he show he showed me us in a glorified body this morning. In such a special way, my brother and sisters, where I rejoice for what I was seeing because I knew also that this is coming within a few few days from now. Just no one knows the day and hour. Okay? But let me tell you what the Bible says about this. Uh first Corinthians fifteen fifty one. Behold I will show you a mystery We shall all not sleep While we shall all be changed Okay That means we're not going to keep this old body We're getting a new body
0: Yeah.
3: Okay And that's what I was seeing Okay I was standing In the days to come in my glorified body I was in my glorified body I'm going to be 52 soon Here In April I'm 51. In my glorified body, I I probably didn't look more than 25. Okay, young, 10. My brother sister. And this man had like a spear on his hand and began to poke me on the side with it in my glorified body. And he says, are you Elvis Zappada? And I said, yes, I am. Well, you, you do look like him, but I'm not sure if it's you. And he began to poke me with the spear to try to penetrate my, my younger bodies. And this spear was very sharp. I mean, so sharp that if you put it through a cow or any animal, it will easily go into the body. Okay. My brother and sisters. And he could not penetrate my body with the spear. I could feel him poking on me because he was doing it very hard. Like with a, I would say, what it means to hurt me, but he could not hurt me. And he was poking me on the side of my body to try to put the spear. He said, what kind of material is that? And I said, no, this is no material. This is what God promised us, that we will be changed into a glorified body. And again, 2 Corinthians 15:52. in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound that there should be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. This is the promise of the Lord to us, his people. And I was explaining this to this man who was having a difficult time understanding uh, what I was explaining to him, because we know that a lot of churches are not preaching about this. It's biblical. There the are verses in the Bible about this, about this, but my brother and sister, Second Corinthians 3.18, for we all were uncovered faith beholding a glass, the glory of the Lord, changed into the same image from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. The apostle preached, this is in the second trip of Paul to the Corinthians, my brother and still preaching about this message, about change and being transformed, my insisted to the glorified body. Okay. And so, wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So the Philippians 3.21, who should change our vile body? That mean, that we may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. And this is under the power of God. Okay, two verses strictly in the Bible, more than two, but two, well, two different, two different church. And this man was trying to penetrate my body, my brothers and sisters. And he could not. With a spear, a really fine, thin spear, it could not penetrate my body. Couldn't, could not really hurt me. I can feel the poking on my side, but not hurting me at all. Then the Lord showed me this brother, okay?
2: Can I say your name? Yeah.
0: It
3: was Brother Tony I saw. He was in his glorified body. And let me tell you what he was doing. There were about 100-plus people in harm ways. Um, I think it was a judgment. I could say the earthquake or tsunami or, or the invasion that is coming upon this nation also is part, is part of it, too. And Brother Tony was moving like the flash. How many of you have seen The Flash? Okay. Brother Tony, his glorified body, was moving like the flash, He was, I would say fly, but he he was going because he was running from one side to another. And he can run hundred, maybe thousands of miles in seconds, getting people out of harm. And I saw him grabbing people by the arm, lifting them a bit, and running right away like lightning to the other side. I was having a tough time keeping up looking at him because he was going so fast. And I said, Brother Tony, he could hear me clearly. Brother Tony, you know, why? I was like, why are you rushing on this? Like, And Brother Tony says, I just want to get this done, Brother Ellie. He says to me, I just want to get it done. And so he, he was, in his glorified body, he was grabbing these people by the arm and lifting them, and boom, he would take this person, boom, go back, grab them, boom, go back. And he to and fro, Brother Tony was doing this. And I'm there looking at him like, whoa, he can do this really fast. Praise your Lord and His glorified body, my brother and sisters. And I, I, was glad that the Lord showed me there this, this morning, because I was thinking, well, brother Tony helping, well, we are great help for the Lord because this work is for the Lord that we're doing, my brother and sisters, you know. And I'm sure the Lord will be pleased with this because it was Jesus himself that asked me to ask the brothers and sisters if anyone would like to uh, volunteer to help in this work, to volunteer work, if anyone would be willing to help out in this work. And, and, yes, we're going to preach the gospel. I can hear some of my brothers and sisters and the young glorified body preaching to the people that, that was still behind in the, in the midst of the judgment, okay, and they were saying to them you need to repent i heard the word that was coming out of us for them out of, out of our brothers and sisters they were saying to the people you need to repent that's what the lord wants from you okay my brother sisters." because some people was asking okay so can we be like you i mean if we repent can because people immediately wants to benefit yeah and I was saying to Brother Tony earlier, I don't know if at that very moment when the Lord changes his bride into a glorified body, if the people who stay behind, can they, if they repent, get the glorified body right away? It's something we don't know. Because See, the Bible says in this verse that we have the workmanship of Jesus. So we've been a work in progress in the hand of the Lord to test trial and tribulation. He's been working on our lives. He been prepared us And it says that he has ordained us. Yeah. God has ordained this since we follow the foundation of the world. So what does that mean, Brother Tony?
4: Yeah, it's uh you know, he chose us for this work, you know. Um, it's like the Lord has confirmed, you know, that He chose us, you know. And He chose us for this and so yeah, we've been a work in progress. He's been working in us and you know, for years, you know, it takes a lot of preparation. And um, now we didn't mention, you know, like, um, yeah, we've been we've been a work in progress. You know, we've been the Lord has has been working in us, preparing us for this, and um, and uh, but yeah, it's he, he he's prepared us for 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 this work. You know, evangelizing. I mean, we know that with God,
3: nothing is impossible. Right. And God can do anything. Yeah, can. But I don't know if these people who are going to, we're going to lead to the Lord in the days to come, can get immediately the glorified body. It's something that we don't know. Yeah. But understanding what the Bible says, that we abandon the work in the hand of God, yeah. I don't know. We It's something that maybe the Lord will have to reveal to us. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. I, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. but I can hear... Shalom, Brother Miguel, our brothers and sisters preaching in their glorified body in the days to come. And I also knew as I was standing in the future, near, 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 near. I mean, if I tell you the year left, I'll be lying to you. This is so close. And everyone who has seen the experience of the rapture now, the tribulation to come. I mean, the revival, the tribulation, all this. They say it, it's, our sister just saw it on and, and YouTube. A video was put on today. She said it was like, it's practically here. It's here. She looked at it. She looked at the rapture, the pasture of the bride of Christ, and she said it's here. It's so close, my brother and sister. Please don't lose your hope in the Lord. God has not left you. God has not forsaken you. Jesus is so close to come that people cannot imagine how close it is. Okay? And um. In this revelation this morning, I can hear my brothers and sisters preaching and their glorified body. I can see them. I can look at them. I can see brothers and sisters, okay, beside Brother Tony, and their young glorified body, evangelizing these people. Like, the people that Brother Tony was bringing to safety, they were being evangelized by these people. They were being brought to safety. But they will be brought to safety, so they can be evangelized. They can be led to the Lord. They can be led to salvation. And I heard when the brothers and sisters said, "You need to repent," because when they were preaching to the people, some of the people asked, "Oh, so how do we uh, become like you in your glorified body? How do you got it?" I heard someone say, "How do you got this body?" You know. And the word was, "You need to repent." You need to repent mm-hmm. because they are focused on what they, again, this has been the thing on the earth for so many years. Yeah. People want the benefit without paying the price. Mm-hmm. And it, that's, that's not the way it is. With God. We humble ourselves first. We seek Him. We want Him first. We follow in love with Him. We commit to Him. We seek to keep His commitment. Mm-hmm. We seek to walk in the holiness and righteousness. And then the Lord and his mercy and grace worked in our life, cleanse us and purify us, and get us ready for whatever we want. Make the change in us, my brother and sister. It's not that I I want, I want, I want. He says, seek ye first, the kingdom of heaven, and every other thing will be added unto you, my brother and sister. Look what Jesus said to give you an amplified understanding of this. Mark two seventeen. When Jesus heard it, he said unto them, They that are whole have no need of physicians, but they that are sick. I come not to call the righteous, but sinner to repentance. And this is the work that we were doing as the bride of Christ in our glorified body. My brothers and sisters, we were being used by the Lord. We were being used by God to call sinner to repentance. Thank you, Lord. This is what the revival is about This is what the last reign is about God's using us To getting these people Ready Ready For heaven Ready with Christ My brother and sister Now I have received another revelation In regard to this And I believe it was like a follow up Because I'm going to Share with you how did the Lord show me this? And I saw Jesus in heaven. I saw the wedding right now, the things of the wedding that I prepared. I saw it. I was standing there looking at it. But to my surprise, there was something else I saw that it was a bit shocking to me when I shared it, my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. But this revelation of the days to come, of this revival before we go home. This last reign that the Lord God Almighty wants to use us. I don't know how many of you listening have said to the Lord, Lord, when you change me in my glorified body, I would like to help Brother Elvie. I would like to do this work for you, Lord. Please consider this. I'm asking you, as my brother and my sister in the Lord, please consider this work for the Lord. It's not going to be long. Plus, you're going to be in your glorified body. You won't need to eat. You won't get sick. You don't need to drink. Nothing can harm you. No weapon can harm you from man or evil. This revival is so short. You will be shocked how short it is. When I saw the revival in regards to timing, the Lord allowed me to see this. I saw it to me in our time, and it was less than a month. Now, let's say if it is three months or six months, because no one knows they day an hour. God is very specific on that. Okay? Let's say it's three months. Let's say it's six months. Let's say it's a year. Let's say it. You're in your glorified body. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? You may have a body now that is getting sick, that it hurts all the time, it's painful. Everything is hurting you You're probably getting all virus from the ear Right now You might be going through a very difficult time Right now But let me tell you Once the Lord changed you in your glorified body It's over It's over for any sickness Over your body It's over for any pain over your body You're not going to have leg pain Back pain, neck pain Shoulder pain Anymore All pain in you will be gone. The Lord is giving you a young body back in the 20s, full of power of God, full of energy, full of life. Nothing in this life will affect you at all anymore. Okay? You don't need to worry. You're going to move faster than the Flash in Superman. So why would you be afraid of when you have the power to work for the Lord. Let me show you what the Lord showed me. order the sign I was taken to heaven and I'm there looking uh behind the 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 building of the wedding celebration outside the garden. I was next to the garden of the wedding celebration, and when I'm looking. I saw a beautiful garden, I saw what I seen before, what I also heard other people share before, how many different flowers, how beautiful everything is adorned for the Lord, for the wedding of Jesus, my brother and sister, and I'm there, in front of me, I see Jesus. The Lord, my brother and sister, had a beautiful wedding garment. He always wear beautiful garment, and he always wears different garment. In front of me, I see Jesus. All of a sudden, I see brothers and sisters coming in for the rapture into heaven. I can hear the sisters say, whoa, what a beautiful flower. i never seen such a beautiful flower. Some people say, oh, it's just like Brother Obi described this garden That's beautiful. And people were talking. People, were, as they were coming in in the glorified body, they were talking how beautiful it was and all this. My brother and sister. The Lord is standing in front of us, there in heaven, waiting for us. As we were coming in, he was like grieving us,
2: grieving us, grieving us.
3: Grieving. But at the same time, I saw, Shalom, Sister Renee, I saw something about Jesus. He wanted to rebuke something from us, my brother and sisters. And I saw this brother come forward to him. And Jesus says to this brother, You could have done more for my kingdom. You could have done more, the Lord says to him. He says, look. And then he says, but, Lord, I know, but I repent. And Jesus said, I forgive you, he says to him. But you could have done more, but you choose not to, Jesus said to him. And Jesus was very serious. He had a really straight face, as we say. And at this very moment, he was rebuking him, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Let, let me, hallelujah. Uh, there are two verses. Uh, Romans 14, 10. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Why dost thou say that I am now thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Let me put this in the chat room. Okay. My brother and sister, Jesus was very serious. And he was rebuking as we were coming in, Second Corinthians 5.10. For we, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the thing done in his body according to what he has done, whether it be good or bad. Okay? And the Lord, my brother and sister, was rebuking people for the things that they could have done that they didn't do. And I heard when the Lord says said to him, wasn't I with you always? And the man was moving his head up and down. Yes. He was saying to the Lord, yes. I was with you always, the Lord says. You could have done more. And here's the thing. Because then the Lord spoke to me. We are able and capable in the Lord to do more. But as the Lord was rebuking us coming in, that we could have done more, it's because people have the opportunity to do more for the kingdom, more for their the brothers and sisters even, more for soul to be in safe. But they are choosing not to. They are saved by grace. The Lord's not going to obligate them to do anything because he's loving in kindness. Okay? He'll save your soul. Yes, you'll come to heaven. Because after the Lord rebuked them, I saw them walk into the wedding celebration afterward. The psalm he was rebuking very harsh. Very, very He was very serious. He was rebuking them very harsh. My brother insisted in what I have spoken about this a week or two ago, Jesus reminded me in heaven and says, She says to me, he turned to me and says, I have put this in your heart to speak. He says to me, and I said, okay, Lord, yes. Because everything I say, I question a lot of the time. Sometimes I say things that the Lord just put it in me. Then I'm questioning, well, wait a minute. Okay, so I'm always checking with the Lord on things. But on this, my brother and sister, that I was speaking, a few days ago, I was thinking I got to be careful because I know I'm asking people, the Lord told me to ask people that they can join us in the revival and be part of it, but maybe maybe the way I'm going about it, it might be wrong. But the Lord says, no, I put that in your heart to say. So I said, okay, Lord, yes. Yes, you did, Lord. Amen. So my brothers and sisters, yes, those that are in the book of life, those that have been getting ready that have been repenting and coming home soon, very shortly i mean the rapture is closer than what people think i don't know what people are thinking like i have said before but the rapture is closer we just heard a testimony of brother saying it's closer than what we think he says yeah the, our brother never heard me i he doesn't even know me who have put him in his heart to say that the lord the lord is building in people's heart from different states different country that the rapture is closer than what we think same word as I use here on the low tower. Our people that never heard about me never knew me. Okay, but it's the Lord doing it. And when it's God doing it, it's different. Because the Lord spoke this to me years ago, talking about, about 14 years ago, that when the, the time of the rapture will come, it will be closer than what people think. Mm-hmm. And we are now at that time. With the rapture, it's going to happen any day. It's just a few things that need to happen. Why? Because God said they would happen. See, it will be, it will make no sense for the rapture to happen now, at this very moment. It will make no sense. Like, if the Lord take a home right now, I say, look, wait a minute, Lord, wait a minute. What happened with the earthquake in California? What happened with the eastern tsunami? Because you told me they will happen first. See, that's the thing I'm saying. The Lord, even made promise to people that before the rapture, he'll do this, all that. And so the rapture has its timing, and it's practically now. It's it's now. Because that's the way the Lord wants us to speak. The rapture will happen at any moment. But there's a few things that need to happen first. Okay? I know, the Lord knows the people that are suffering, that are going through really hard, difficult situations, that just wants to go home. But I were... I want to, hallelujah, advise you tonight to choose the way of the Lord, to choose to help the Lord on this mighty work of bringing a few in. Because this is what the Lord showed me about Brother Tony. And I'm, I'm going to say him because he's the one the Lord showed me, mostly. He was saving over 100 people. If he didn't got those people out of harm, I knew they were going to die. I knew they were going to perish. So what do you think that means to God? What do you think that means? My brother and sister, he, Jesus said that in heaven, there will be more rejoice for a sinner. Hallelujah. He says, Luke fifteen seven. I say unto you like wives, More joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. My brother sisters, For that work alone that brother was doing, God will rejoice more than 99 going home in the rapture. That work alone that he was doing, was pleasing Jesus more than 99 going home, Brother Tony. Because you were saving those people from being destroyed by the judgment. And if you didn't do that, who would have done it? That's why it's so important that we understand the work that Jesus wants us to do. There's an eastern tsunami coming. What did we hear about the Eastern Tsunami earlier, Brother Tony, that that brother says? Um, he was mentioning uh, even uh, Seattle, right? Seattle, Washington.
4: Yeah.
3: Will be affected by this Eastern Tsunami that's about to hit this country. He's not the first man, this man that we were listening to, that had heard that my brother and sister, this Tsunami is going to kill so many people. So many will perish. But like Sister said, God doesn't want anyone to perish but to have everlasting life. That's why there's a rejoice for one sinner to repent. Because if that sinner don't get an opportunity to be unsafe on the destruction of the tsunami, from being safe on the destruction of the earthquake, he won't get a chance to repent. That sinner's can name can be in the book of life. And that sinner can be in the middle of the sinner, but not doing exactly what they're doing. But he's still a sinner. That needs salvation. That needs Christ. And so God wants to save this person. Although he may bring San Francisco under the sea, which he will do so, he, he will bring California, L.A., under the sea. He will sink it. He will have the water of the sea comes over L.A. And people perish by the millions. But if there's a few that needs to be saved, he wants to use his bride to save them. He wants to use us. But a lot of us are so comforted in knowing that we're going to be changed and going home soon that we say to the Lord, no, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. Not thinking that if you are changed, which you will be changed, in a a glorified body very soon. You can be sent out and save a few hundred, maybe a few thousand, or a few hundred thousands of people. God can usually save them. But we want to sit in our comfort zone and say, no, I just want to go home. No. Please take this in prayer before the Lord tonight. This is why I believe this program tonight is so important. I hope God is speaking to you. Because when I saw Jesus rebuking people in heaven that were coming in, people that could have done more are complaining and murmuring instead of reaching out to the lost. Instead of even at least praying for them, which is more important than your own word. You know that when you say, I cannot preach to this person because they will not listen to me. You can do the most important things you can do for someone. And it's pray for that person's soul to be in safe. Because if you pray for that person to be in safe, it will do more than you preaching to the person. Because you may want to preach to the person, but the person can say, I don't want to hear it. Or keep that away from me. But if you say, Father, if you invoke Father into that person's life, God knows how to talk to the person. God knows. The Lord is about to turn you more powerful than Superman, okay, or the Flash. And you are going to say, oh, and this glorified body that I have that is so powerful, I just want to go home and rest. When you can do so much in that body, you can move like lightning, as I saw Brother Tony moving, and do so much for people. Some of you are saying, I just want to go home and lay lay up in, in heaven with a bag of grapes and, and enjoy heaven. You're not, you're not thinking for Christ. You might be thinking for yourself, but you are not thinking for that other soul to be saved. Please think about your desire, because the Lord is not going to make you do this. He will rebuke you for it when you get to heaven. And say, look, you just wanted to come home. But look at the people you could have saved down there. You could have led to me down there. But you chose not to. And that's what I saw Jesus rebuking people for. People were coming into the wedding and they saw the garden, they saw the building, they saw all the preparation for the wedding. Oh, and they were saying how how beautiful. Okay? Yes, women and, and women and men can do the same. My brothers and sister powerful they can move powerfully. Power from the power of God. In the new glorified body, your body will be like in the 20 again. You're not going to age one bit. And you're going to move in the total power of God like lightning anywhere and save people out of harm. My brother and sisters. And it doesn't matter the country you're in. You can save people anywhere in any country in your glorified body. God just wants you to have this. this like Jesus said in, 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 in Luke fifteen seven, I say unto you likewise, more joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented than over ninety-nine a just persons who need no repentance. One person to God that is lost gives them more joy when they repent than ninety-nine going home in the rapture.
4: What, what does that make you think, Brother Tony? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what, that's what, you know, that's what it reminds me of, that's what it makes me think, it's just one person, is so important to the Lord, you know, one soul is, it's is so important to God, you know, one soul that repents, you know, comes to being saved and accepts Jesus, and that's so important to God, you know, and sometimes we forget, you know, how important it is to God, uh, you know, the uh, salvation of the soul, and that's, like you say. that's what we're going to be doing, and we're going to be leading people to, to Christ, you know, it's. It's uh, cause that's that's the heart of the Lord, you know. He just he he loves people. He he wants just he and he wants to save people. But you know, and that's what uh, we're gonna be doing, you know. And just like that verse there, it's that's where it reminded me. It's how important a soul is to God, and we tend to forget. And but no, that's the Lord really just loves people, really deep love, you know. Love, love that I even asked him for this, you know. It's Lord, like the Bible says, you know, fill my heart with your love. You know, through the Holy Spirit. That's my prayer, you know, every day because Thank I wanna, you. I want, I want to see people the way He does, you know, with that love, with His love, because He He truly does love people and and uh, and uh, we see it in that verse right there. And Amen. It's
2: yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That's it, bro. That's it.
0: Yeah.
3: Joel 13, And rent your heart, and not your garment. Turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and great in kindness, and repent of the evil. When I heard my brothers and sisters, in the days to come, and the revivals to come, they were preaching to the people repentance, okay? But one word that, that I heard them saying that caught my attention, talking about being a good preacher in your glorified body, I heard my brothers and sisters saying to the, to the, to the people, you need to repent. Yeah. And that alone would call my attention because they were telling them how important it is to repent. Because some of the people say, how can we have the body that you have? How, do we, how can we become like you? Mm-hmm. And we were not focusing people on becoming like us in a glorified body. We were telling them, you need to repent first. I don't know if they can be changed like the bride. Because one thing I know is that these people that are going to be changed have been chosen by God. Even like in the verse that we read, before the foundation of the earth. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if we get there and we are preaching to them and they can be changed. I know there's nothing impossible with God, you know, Mm -hmm. but the fact of the matter is they're not the same. And they would like to be like the bride of Christ, change in that glorified body. But the, 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 whole, the idea is that they need salvation.
0: Yeah.
3: The most important things is that they need to be saved. Okay? And that's what we need to say to these people in the, in the hallelujahs, in the days to come. But seeing Jesus rebuking the people that were coming in, is what caught my attention. Then I look up these verses, uh, uh, Mark 8:32, and, and he spoke and saying openly. And Peter took him and, and, began to re, and began to rebuke him. But when he had turned, about looked on his disciple and rebuked Peter, saying, "Get behind me, Satan! For thou savour not the things that are of God, but the things that are of men." And without realizing. A lot of people are behaving like Peter, okay they're looking for what is convenient to them what what do they think is best for them not necessarily what God wants them to for the will of God but for what they want how do you explain this Brother Tony yeah because uh you can you can
4: tell by the attitude you just like in that verse uh the attitude of Peter was something like you know he was trying to Tell the Lord something that it was Father's Will the Father you know it was Father's Will for the Lord to come and, and you know die on the cross And what Peter was saying was something That you know what he thought was best For him you know he was saying you know Like and that's uh, But yeah that's uh, That that shows us right that uh, That we can't be you know Earth minded we can't you know we have, to, we, that we have to Be in the will of God you know we have to Do everything to please God And uh and
2: this life is temporary.
4: It's going to pass soon. It won't be no more.
0: Yeah.
3: Luke 17.3, take heed to yourself. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. If you repent, forgive him. A lot of people don't like rebuke, but they don't understand that rebuke makes better friends, better relationships.
4: Yeah, it does.
3: And why does Jesus rebuke us? To make us better standing with him. You know, and that's why he says we need to return back to his rebuke. It says in Hebrew 12, If as ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you are, as unto, you, to unto children, my son, despise not thou the chastising of the Lord. No fame will he, thou art rebuked by him. And without realizing this is exactly what people do. Because the Lord chastising us is to correct us. To make us right standing with him, yeah, unto salvation, but a lot of people don't see it that way. what do you say
4: about that one bro Tony? yeah, no, uh like I you know that's how I see it. we need the rebuke, you know we're we have to because even like it says there, you know he speaks unto us as unto children, you know, and uh we're it's this is a learning, this is a learning experience for us here earth, you know it's a learning experience, and the Lord is teaching us now, it's just that we sometimes don't want the rebuke because no one, like Peter says in his letter, you know, we don't, it's not pleasing when we're going through something difficult, you know, but it, we need it. We really need it. And, and we, we have to accept, you know, we have to just, uh we have to accept the rebuke, you know, because that's how we, that's how we um are going to please God. You know, it's when we, it's, we have to get to that point where it's, you know, it's, brokenness before god you know it's that's what's gonna help us grow and and um you know i've i've been through it i'm still going through it you know and it's that brokenness you know that whenever he rebukes us you know it's it kind of hurts and it really does it really does hurt but that that that's what brings us closer to him and that's how he he's, he helps us to grow that's how we grow it's that rebuke and Amen. Uh, and this. I see it I see it as the only way we can grow in him it's we have to accept his rebuke and when we think we're right, it's no we're not he has to he ha he has to he has to be the one to you know to tell us because we're we're ne- we're not right on our own we're never right on our own. it has to be him it has to be everything according to him to how he wants it done you know because we can think i can say well you know i can I can make it look like this or I can you know try to make it you know how however i want, but it's has to be how the Lord wants it, and uh, that's just the best way to go, you know, because, you know, Thank I don't, Lord. you know, it's just I want to please God, and, and we have to have the mind of Christ, you know, um, and uh, that's God. how I see it, and, and I really do, and I'm thankful to the Lord, because if not, I would, you know, I would not be where I am now. He has helped me, and but a lot of that has to do with the rebuke. We just have to ac- accept his rebuke, and and uh, when it comes, yeah, it does hurt, but that's how we grow in him. Amen. Yeah. Philippians, here's the purpose
3: of the rebuke. Philippians 2.15, that ye may be established and unoffending. You know how people say, oh, I don't care how. Take it the way it is. If I offend you with the word, I don't care, they say. "Uh, No, 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 no. Because I'm going to show you now by the word that even... Vile words cannot come out of our mouth, and I mean words that can offend other people, that should not be. Look what it says, that you may be blameless,
4: unoffending. What is
3: that word unoffending, Brother Tony, means? Yeah,
4: uh, not offending, you know, not offending other people, right? Not being, uh, you know, not offending uh, by our, you know, our words or, or you know, our behavior. Yes. That we should be loving
3: Non-offending is when you're loving Mm -hmm. Instead of Cursing someone You bless them You know Mm -hmm. And and, and Of course you got to speak the truth in love You have to say Some people don't like to hear the truth Because they want things their way The weight of the flesh is never okay with God Mm -hmm. And I have understood that Over the years Mm -hmm. It's never okay the weight of the flesh even when someone say it's okay, Brother Howie, no it's not. The weight of the flesh is never okay. So, that you may be blameless and offending. If if I said something to you that offended you, I'm sorry. Okay. When I, I remember evangelizing this way, and that brother says to me, Why are you apologizing for speaking the truth, brother Helvie? Because if I offend someone even though I'm preaching the word, I have to say I'm sorry. No, 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 Brother Elby. Then God has to work with him later on, and he came and apologized to me. He understood later on, but it's something that I already understood from the Lord, that if I offend someone, I should say I'm sorry, and not leave it and think Is this, if it's okay because I was preaching the word. No, I have to say I'm sorry. When I began back in 2012 here, I was saying I'm sorry to the people on the air, and immediately people were contacting me. Why are you saying I'm sorry when you're just preaching the word? Because we can offend. I can offend. You can offend. And we need to say I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And people thought that I was such a weird preacher for saying I'm sorry to the people. It's because I understand the word, that you may be blindly unoffending, okay, the sons of God, without rebuke and the midst of where? A crooker and perverse generation, nation. okay, nation, among whom you shine as light in the world. Hallelujah. We should shine. Let it shine. My brother and sister. So, again, we ourselves as Christians need to be an example. All of us, not just the preacher, not just the pastor, like a lot of people think. No, all of us in Christ. Because don't you want to come to heaven? Don't you want to be with the Lord? Then it's all of us. Okay? As everyone was coming before the Lord in this revelation, I seen Jesus rebuking people. I was so nervous. I said, oh, he's going to rebuke me. And I knew all the things he was going to rebuke me, my brothers and sisters. And he went and corrected me, but he put me aside and says to me, the word he's given me, he says, I gave you the word, he says. I said, thank you, Lord. Praise to God. He will correct us when we need to be corrected, but when we've done something he wants us to do, my brother, he will recognize it also. First Corinthians one he shall also confirm you unto the end. See how loving he is? Not just rebuke you. He will confirm you unto the end that ye may be blameless in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. When do you want to be blameless, says Paul? When? In the day of the Lord of Jesus Christ. In his day. In his day is the wedding. My brother and my sister. That That's his day. That's when he's, he's getting married. And that's the day we need to be blameless. We need to praise you, Lord. Be pleasing unto him. Praise you, God. Because... <laughs> The Lord opinion, and I know a lot of people think, but I have an opinion. The Lord's opinion is what really matters, not so much our opinion. Okay, it will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, thank you, Lord. That's what's important. First Thessalonians 5:23, and the very God of peace sanctify you holy, and I pray God. I pray God, your whole spirit, whole spirit and soul, body, be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be preserved. And we need to be preserved blameless. And it's hard to be in preserved. But as long as we keep repenting daily, God can work in our heart and life to keeping us straight. Keep us keeping us right. Because he's always right, you know. That, notice that Jesus is always right. He's at the right hand of Father always. Yeah. He's always with God always. When when the disciples say, "Lord, show me the Father," he says, "Thomas, don't you believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me?" He's always with. He was always with the Father, even when he was on Earth preaching. God was with him, and he was with God. Yeah. You know. The, the 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 powerful revelation that Brother latter we received was that while Jesus was on earth preaching, he was also sitting on the right hand of father, explaining that that is very difficult to explain. Yeah. He's God and because he's God he's able to do so yeah. and because he's God, he's able to use you and I in the revival, mm-hmm. each and one of us and the almighty power of God, yeah. moving mightily for the glory of God. So what are you going to do with your power and your glorified body? No, I want to come to heaven and rest. Mm -hmm. What a waste of power. What a waste of power. You want to come home and rest in that mighty power of God. Mm -hmm. Think about it for a second. Because it will make you wise. Mm -hmm. God can use us, my brother and sister. Let's move for the Lord. Let's, Let's do this final gospel preaching for the Lord. It's just a final tip tip of the iceberg. that God is asking us to go ahead and. and Jesus told me in heaven he was very pleased I, I I was saying this. I was talking about this. Cause he said he put it in my heart too, and I thought I was do I was overdoing it, so I had to check with him, and he says no. That he said, that's what I want. I wanted you to talk about. Thank you, Lord. So I'm excited to say in this with the confidence of the confirmation of the Lord that he wanted me to say this. This is his will. Remember when he says to me a few weeks back to ask that those that would like to join us in this revival that you could. is to help these people to be in harm because you're going to be in your glorified body in a few days. But what are you going to do with that mighty power? What are you gonna do with a mighty power of God all over your body, and electricity going through you? Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? No, you wanna go and sleep in heaven, alright? No. Isn't that kind of gre- Greedy? No, I cannot say it is because it is not because it's it's a matter of choice. How about it, Tony. Yeah, it
4: is. Uh, we were talking about it Tuesday, and it's. Uh, I was saying once you know once we got a glorified body, that's you know that's it for us because. We're no longer, you know, it's no longer flesh it's, not, it's no longer this what we have now It's going to be the It's going to be the power of God in us So, you know, we have It's like we have the power of God in us You know, we can You know, I see it as I'll stay here and help You know, as long as the Lord wants me to help Because that's how I see it You know, that's how I see it now Like you saw me, you know, you saw me moving and helping people out And uh, working for the Lord I was just busy, you know, doing the work of God And, you know, and uh because there's the power of God in us, you know, it's not like we're showing off or we're doing, no, it's, it's his power in us, it's we're doing his work, you know, like Jesus on earth. He was so focused on the Father that the people, you know, thought we'd Lord, you know, some his brothers even rebuked him, you know, and, and all that. He Didn't understand he was to just focused on the Father and just wanted to do the work of God, you know. And did Jesus stop doing the will of the Father because the Pharisees didn't want him to? No, no, he he kept on doing, it. and the more they did, the more he did it, the more they came against him. But did he stop fasting? No. Did he stop
3: praying to the Father? No. He did he stop preaching? No. Mm. Did he stop witnessing? He
4: kept
3: it. Did he stop healing the sick? Did he stop leading people to God? Mm. He never did. No. He never did. Jerusalem was a mess. Mm of what was happening with the Romans and the Jewish people. But Jesus, the disciple even asked the Lord, he would change what was happening in Rome. And, and Jesus even told him that God has set a, a time for this, yeah. that it was not even up to them to really, you know, another time in the season. Mm-hmm. So he never worried what was happening in the world around him. His love was to do the will of father his yeah. passion the passion of jesus was to do the will of god and we should be passionate about it yeah. why aren't we passionate about it brother tony
4: yeah it's, uh, yeah we should be it's it's uh we look at our best example we see jesus we look we look at paul so look, look at the passion he had for the churches you know he never he didn't give up on the churches some of them gave, gave up on him but no, he, he pushed until the end until the point where he said, I finished the race you know, I, but that's when the Lord, you know, decided to take him. But the point is that we should be passionate for the work of God, you know. That's we have great examples in the Bible, you know, that can encourage us and but we should be passionate to do God's work, you know, that's we were created for this. We were created to do the will of God, to to please God, you know, um, to do his work. You know, it's what we're created for. But we ha- we do have a lot of distractions. I know I understand. We you know we all have them. But we were created to to please God. You know, to do His work. And uh, and when we don't, we of course we come in disobedience, and uh, we have to repent. You know, and all that. But yeah, you know, we were created to to do His work. And and uh, and if we don't have that, that's when we, that's when we have to seek that passion. Because you know, that's where God wants us to be. It's where we're passionate for. People and. Love, you know, love is the key, really, and all this, you know, love is the key, and and you know, and God is love, and He just wants us to, cause to leave everything for Him. That's really how it is. It's it's just loving God, and and it, it's how it is. It's the key is love, you know. God is love, and He wants us to love everyone, and and. um it's amazing, you know. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And that's why
2: when he was showing me this morning you saving these people's life, Yeah, and before you were taking them to the safety, I saw them
3: that they will be destroyed by the judgment. Mm. But by you getting them out of the way of the judgment, getting them into safety, now these people wouldn't have to die. And then the, the rest of the other brothers and sisters were evangelizing them. And I heard one they say, you need to repent to these people. And these people now we're understanding the message how important repenting is. You won't believe how many churches and people don't believe in, in daily repentance. Some people may even say that daily repenting is garbage. My brother insisted. But I tell you so, that it's not. Because the Lord himself has said to me in heaven, tell the people to continue to repent. Jesus began his ministry and John the Baptist says, repent, generation of vipers. But Jesus said to them, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. How would they be able to receive what God has for them unless they repent, turn their heart from the world to God? That's another way to see him repenting. Yeah. Turn the heart, your heart, my heart, for what we want, and we see what God wants for us. That is true repentance, my brother and sister, and seek that daily, passionately. That's why daily repenting is so important, my brother and sister, because I can see the bride, of cry this morning that Jesus was showing it to me. Telling in their glorified body, everybody in their in the twenty. Young and strong. The man that, that knows me now, in this body, I'm 51 years old. I'm back to 20 again, in my glorified body. Thin, handsome, and young body. And he was saying, are you really elvis Zapata? And I said, yes, I am. How, how do you have this body now? And I said, because the Lord... The Lord had made this promise to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's Peter. Repent ye therefore and be converted that that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. There you go. Thank you, Lord. And I said, the Lord made this promise, and he has fulfilled it, and now we have this changed, glorified body. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. Transform bodies, another word. Change, my brother and sisters. And he marveled And he was poking me with this this um, sharp, um, sharp things like a knife, but it was not a knife. It was thinner than than the knife. And he could not penetrate my glorified body. And I just felt the poking, but it was not really hurting me. I of bleeding nothing. He could. I knew he could not make me bleed. I knew he could not penetrate my body with anything, mm-hmm. and another thing I noticed about the body it was uh, the body was like an angel. Mm-hmm. It was not like this bloody body that we have. we say bloody because you can poke and blood comes out right
0: mm-hmm.
3: no, I knew that the body it was it was like it, it was all like an angel, mm-hmm. pure, like pure white. Just because I, my body is brown, I'm brown like chocolate, right? And, and my glorified body was white. It was all impenetrable. So that's why I think he would say, "Are you really always a part Because he says, "You know, I, I could like my voice, he can recognize my my likeness, but the body was the thing." And it will be the same like you and everybody else here. When you get your glorified body, it's like an angel and it's exactly like an angel exactly like the lord when he resurrected on the third day okay it's not bloody like this body where you can poke it and blood comes out yeah. it's 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 pure angelic body it's pure heavenly body because yeah. the lord allowed me to see how close to my own end, in my own side of my body okay you cannot penetrate it with anything like down here because he was using, it was made of steel, very thin head that could penetrate our body now. But in that glorified body, it could not penetrate. I don't know how I explain it to you, but I can see the man using strength to push a sharp argent into my body, and he could not penetrate it. He could not make made me bleed. He could not make me, it didn't look to me like it had blood either. It was perfect, like the body of the Lord, yeah. perfect, brother Tony, He could not penetrate it, and I look at my body and it was all strong it was it was angelic, yeah, like looking up an angel, we look, but at the same time, since it's a glorified and we're still on the earth, people could see us, yeah. but we could move in the power of God amazingly mm-hmm. like like lightning. I was showing him a, a piece of the flash when the flash was saving people from from, from dangers, right? Mm-hmm. We can move faster than the flash. Mm-hmm. And the flash need, needs energy to be moving. We already have the power of God, endless energy mm-hmm. to move amazingly. And I remember Brother Tony said, so what should I wait for? And boom, will save people. In less than a second, he was grabbing someone by the arm and getting them out of the heart. It's like, because I was telling him, wait a minute, brother told me, he said to me, so what should I wait for? Like, uh, I'm already tired of waiting. I, I just want to get this done. He was saying to me, I'm like, okay, brother, then go ahead. But, you know, the lawyer has shown me, that's the way he feels. Like, he just wants to, he already wants to get his body, he already wants to be doing this for the Lord. Yeah. Like, this is there, I just want to get it done. yeah,
0: yeah.
4: What do you say, bro? <laughs> yeah, you know this is exactly what I've been wanting, you know, for years. But now it's just more intense for sure, <laughs> lately. But yeah, it's 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 a deep desire to just, um, you know, just to be as close to the Lord as I can. You know, I just really I I want to go in, you know, like Moses, be going the glory of God, and you know, um, I just want to go deeper in God. You know, just uh, just um, I'm not satisfied with you know with but you don't have to eat, you don't have to drink exactly. nothing exactly you know it's we're gonna, I just wanna just want to do the work of God, you know um I just want to please god and and I know that when once he transforms our bodies we'll have no limitations we'll be able to do his work with no problem you know we're gonna go and 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 um just like you saw me, you saw all of us you know working and and we're gonna be working for the Lord and um I, I'm excited you know, I'm so excited because this is what I've been waiting for for years, you know. Um, I've been wanting this for years, and and uh, once it's finally there, it, it's a joy that's beyond, you know. It's a joy, his peace. His it's, the word says it. Glorify a body. It's the glory of God. It's a body made of His glory, you know. There's not like now. Sometimes we feel his peace, and even sometimes even his, his we feel like it's the glory. Sometimes it, it goes away. Not in this body. This body is. His glory is, is there, you know, it's it's in us. where the it. it's like you know, our body's glory. It's his glory. So we should be excited and and uh he wants us to, to have this hope and and uh just, just you know, he's telling us how close it is and and uh it's just gonna be gonna be amazing. You know, it's just uh he wants
3: I, I also knew that that the 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 heaven realms yeah. we're gonna be moving in both realms. The heavenly and the earthly, because people in the earthly could see us and could tell who we are. They can call you by name. Mm. But at the same time, in that body, you can move in both realms at the same time. The power of God will be on all of us to move in the mighty, mighty power of God and do all this work for Christ. Yeah. And who, to everything harm, we can go and get them out of the way. And save these people. And I'm glad that some people are being awakened to this, and some people the Lord is even giving them dreams, revelation, which is exciting to know that the more the Lord reveals this to more people, and the more He puts it in the heart and mind to want to be part of this revival, and help us out, because Paul said that we all be changed. All that that is the bride of Christ right now, let's say it's 5 million people, are going to be changed, in a sample, All. Oh, because there are people in other nations, including them. Now, this, how many out of all those old want to go home? Maybe 90% of them. Maybe, 10, maybe 10% will stay behind. But if all those people say, okay, Lord, you want us to do this final work for you and reach out to these people, lead them to you, having them repenting, Get into to confess you as your Lord and Savior. We do this for you, Lord. We get them out of harm. We have them confess, Lord. And then I heard her sister say, you know that the Lord, if you lead someone to Christ during this time that is coming, he can take them out, out of the way right away. Mm-hmm. I never heard anyone saying that. When I heard her saying this, it gave me excitement mm-hmm. to know that we can lead these people to Christ at that very moment. And the Lord can boom can take them out. That's exciting. Yeah. To me, that's like, yeah, whoa, I never heard that. Mm-hmm. So every revelation that the Lord's giving us in the last day regarding to this is exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay, to, we're gonna get a glorified body, but what are you gonna do with it?
0: Yeah,
3: if you just want to go home and, and sleep in heaven, mm-hmm. when you can do so much in this glorified body.
0: Yeah,
3: you can do so much for for the people that. Cannot withstand the power of, a, of, a, of an earthquake or a tsunami that are coming. Of the invasion upon this country. Russia and China and this country have everything ready to invade this country. And they will invade it. God already has said it. God already has talked to hundreds, maybe thousands of people about this since over 100 years. This country will be invaded from every corner. Because it will not only be Russia and China. You're talking about North Korea, a bunch of other countries already. Will do so, my brother and sister, from every corner, including Mexico, will invade this country, too. And this country will be invaded from every corner, unexpected, even from Central America. And they will take over this land. And they will take the women and men captive. They will kill most of the men, and whoever's left, they're going to take them captive. But here's the thing. Where is the bride glorified? and their glorified body. What is she doing to help out? What are we doing to help out? And as the Lord showed me my glorified body and that other revelation. Going around, saving people from the bullets of the Russians and the Chinese. And all the bullets were hitting my body. They were doing no harm to me. I was turning my back, getting in front of these people to take the bullets while I'm flying around quickly. Like I said, Brother Tony, this morning, getting people to safe. you know. Here's the thing. We can preach to them like we were bringing them to safety. Brother Tony was bringing them to safety. But then the other brothers and sisters were preaching to them and were saying to them, listen, you need to repent. Yeah. Here on the Lord's Tower, for years, we've been talking about repentance. Although people think that repenting daily is a crazy teaching, it's a crazy idea, without asking the Lord, because all you have to do is take it with Jesus in prayer and say, Lord, do we need to be in daily repenting? Because you're going to get a big yes from the Lord. You're going to get a big yes, and that's all you need. And us here that understand repentance, we're going to bring it to the people. In such an, an urgent time, and you know what? Since they see the judgment coming, the country being invaded from every corner, and we in the middle saving them, when we preach repentance to them, what do you think they do? What do you think they do? They're going to run. They're going to take you on your word and say, yes, I do. Yes, I do. What do I say? What do I do now? Yeah. Begin to confess your sin before the Lord right now. And now very moment we can lead a person to Christ, at that very moment, the Lord can get them out. My brothers and sisters, we have a job to do that we need to take serious because it seems a lot of people are not taking it serious. Hallelujah. 2 Peter 3.14. Therefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such a thing, positionally, that ye may be found by him in peace. Don't lose your cool. Don't lose your cool. Don't lose your peace without spot and blameless, okay? A lot of people are losing their peace, okay? A lot of people are losing their peace. But the Bible says that when you see these things, be digitally that you may be found by him in peace. You may be found by him in shalom. I tell people almost every day, shalom shalom is like the first word that comes out of my mouth i don't want any other word coming out of my mouth but shalom i don't want to lose my shalom i don't want you to lose your shalom do not lose your peace no matter what's happening And the bible said to be digitally yeah. digitally is like i gotta hurry up and keep my peace yeah. Yeah. because we can lose it very we can lose it very easy a lot of people are losing their peace and taking on their own life. When you lose your peace, you do crazy things. It's in the Bible. I'm reading you the verse. Don't lose your peace. You know? And when you keep your peace, you keep yourself without spot and blameless. But if you lose your peace, you, a lot of other things comes with that. Worry and concern. And you find yourself sinning afterward. And that's exactly what God wants
2: us to do. My brother and sister.
3: First Timothy five twenty those who sin, rebuke them before all. That rather may also be fear. Okay. Preach the word, be instant in season, and out of season. Re- reprove, rebuke, and with all long long suffering and doctrine. What do you say, Brother Tony?
4: Yeah. It's, How do you keep your peace? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh you know, keeping our peace in, in God, you know, um uh, Romans Romans 5:1, you know, when it says uh um we have peace with God, you know, um, through faith. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we've been justified through faith. You know, um we have now we have peace with God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Um we already have peace in, in Christ, you know, but there are things that they can take our peace, you know I think the, the peace killer the worst one is, is worrying concern You know those things really can kill the, the Take the peace away from us, but no we need we need the peace of the Lord, you know, we need his peace and Christ is, is the Prince of Peace, so when you focus on the Lord and you're just 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 for the Lord You know you're gonna have the peace in you because he's the one that gives that peace, you know him, you know the Holy Spirit you. you know and uh, that's the fruit of the Spirit you know it's peace but yeah it's a uh, yeah it's uh, a praise you Lord yeah Amen Paul definitely had that peace you know he, he he the way he writes on his letters like you just read to Timothy you know um, you know he want because he wanted Timothy to have the same thing that he had you know he had Amen. he had all the fruits of the Spirit and and uh, he was walking in the Spirit you know he was he was not walking in the flesh he was he was the great example for us to follow also He, you know, and, um, but he, he, you know, he had, he accepted the rebuke of the Lord, you know, Paul, and that's why he wrote to Timothy, you know, Titus, because he was teaching them how to, you know, how, how he live a life pleasing to God. You know, we read there, he, because he practiced those, those, everything that he said to Timothy and Titus is what he was doing, you know, he would also do the same thing, you know, and, uh, and that's that's to us also, you
2: know. Amen. Titus 1:13. This witness is true. Therefore, rebuke them shortly, that they may be
3: found in faith. Amen. Notice how the rebuke of them shortly will, will make them stay in faith. Titus 2:15. 2, 2 These things speak in a sword. review with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Mm-hmm. This happens a lot. Despising people. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. It happens a lot, but you know, Second uh, Peter two fifteen that they have forsaken the right way and have gone straight, following the way of Availing the sons of error, who love the wages of unrighteousness. And this this is the gospel of money that that people talk about all the time. That the gospel it's all about money, and it's true, and to a certain degree that. Uh, it's all about money, that we need to be careful we don't fall on the same um, way because they're wasting rights of men that lead to death, my brother and sister. So seeing Jesus in his uh, a wedding garment, receiving people that come to heaven, one thing that the Lord showed me is that people, when they come to heaven, immediately, Everything we have said about heaven, it's, it's all there and more.
0: Yeah.
3: More. I cannot describe to you heaven in all its glory. No one can. No one can describe God in all His glory. You're gonna to have to come yourself to heaven and see it for yourself, mm-hmm. experience it. Because heaven is just not about seeing all that glory. It's more about experiencing the glory. Mm-hmm. That you you coming into that glory, and that glory goes through you especially in your glorified body. You cannot imagine how much you'll be able to enjoy heaven mm-hmm. in your glorified body with the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And so the other part is pleasing unto the Lord. Will you please the Lord when, when you come to heaven with what you've done? If you have done all this that the Lord is asking us to do, you will please the Lord. Because, the Lord did not rebuke me the same as those that he was rebuking that I guess just wanted to go home. You know, he, he, he set some apart that that wanted to do his will. He set them apart. It was not rebuking them as the other one but that could have done more, but chose not to. Because I heard him when he says to them, you could have done more, but you choose not to. God I heard him clearly saying to the people that were coming in. I don't want to be one of those. Okay? I don't think I'm better than nobody or nobody's better than me. We're all the same in the Lord. But I don't want to come to heaven and hear the Lord say, you could have done more, like staying in the revival and leading people to Christ. Because right now, yes, we are limited by so many factors. But you know what? In the days to come, nothing will limit us. Because you will never have to take a car anywhere. You'll never have to take a bus anywhere. You'll never have to take a plane anywhere. Because you, you will be millions of times faster than a plane going anywhere. Nothing is going to limit you in the days to come in your glorified body. So what your excuse will be? None. You will have no valid excuse before the Lord not to be able to help other people, not to be able to go out and lead other people to Christ. Plus the world, look, this week there was a few credit unions that went down under that are falling off, that are closing down in America. We have seen banks in the last few months closing their door to the customer because they're broke, they got no money. Remember what the Lord showed me, my brother and sisters. Hallelujah. That is so true. Remember what the Lord showed me that is coming in the days to come, my brother and sisters. that we are not going to be able to go to the banks anymore. Banks are going to close them down because they want to establish the system of the beast. Which they will, God will allow them to establish. Here's the thing: the surprising fact of this matter is, God is going to allow them to establish the 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 beast system that is already coming into place every day. Okay, and we are not going to be able to go to the bank because, again, what have we talked about? You need to be fully RFID in your right hand on your forehead and fully vaccinated COVID-19 by seeing two things that will be mandatory for anyone that will have money in the government system in order for you to purchase or even work that is around the corner and this is why the banks are falling and credit begin to fall and they're going to be all closed down why because they've been told by the federal banks to begin to change to the CBDC, and a lot of them are saying, no. What do you think is going to happen? No one down here can say no to the Antichrist, but only the Bride of Christ. No one down here who doesn't have Christ in their life can say no to the Antichrist system. And a lot of people think that they can, and they're finding now it was a bad choice because all these banks and credit unions are going to be closed down. Okay? If Bank of America don't establish the CBDC soon, the new digital currency soon, they will go down under. Citizen Bank, West Fargo banks, they will all go. And what happens when these banks in credit union, where we have our, our few penny in, go, are gone? What do you think is going to happen with them? And those banks that we have a few dollars in, our money will be gone. And what that God showed me, we will have to pray for food to appear from God in our table in order for us to eat. Because we Christians cannot take the RFID in the right hand or afford it or, be, or get food fully vaccinated to comply with the law. We cannot do so. Because if we do so, we have no entrance into heaven. Those that get vaccinated... I have to wait until the end of the seven year and those that take the RFID cannot overcome the second death that's it for them they stay here my brother and sisters so we we have to make a decision for the Lord now to serve the Lord only and that's it whether they take our life or not we have to serve the Lord whether we live or die, we serve the Lord whether they ask him from the body or' we'll be present with the Lord it doesn't matter. My brother and sister, when the Lord showed me last week about the iPhone, I know a lot of people didn't like that message. I know a lot of people have not changed their iPhone yet, but it's between them and the Lord. And the Lord will show them the blessing they lost for that, that they could have won. Because every time you don't come out, what did God say in Revelation 18? Come out of them, my people. So you don't be partaker in their their judgment. Because that's what happened. That's what happened. And the days to come, people that have iPhone will have Siri, which is a demon, speak to you. And you're going to be surprised when that demon comes out of that cell phone to grab you by your neck while you're sleeping. And what are you going to say to that? But Lord, but Lord. Because someone had a dream like that, that they saw that demon come out of the phone and grab him by the neck. Okay, what do you think God is showing? There, that is the demon, on that iPhone. And it well comes a time where that demon will have enough and say, okay, and try to take your own life. Okay, it may not, God may not allow you to take your life, but you're gonna have a really difficult nine after that to sleep okay because at that very moment you will understand that when god gives us a warning it's for us to take it and run with it not to say okay you say brother i'm going to take it in prayer let's see what the lord will say to me about but someone had a dream of seeing that demon comes out of the phone and attack them and share the demon share with me the demon that she have to rebuke the demon. My brother and sister. Now the demon will grab you by your neck and will not let you sleep. And you find yourself in your bed fighting a demon that it was a phone you just wanted to have because you like it so much. God wants obedience from each and one of us. And there's no other way else that I can say it, but say what God has shown me. When that angel, when I was telling that angel that the mind control technology did not work. The angel said, Come and come and I'll show you. And when he showed me to the screen, how that iPhone gets into people's head and control their mind. Hallelujah. It was shocking to me. Yes, I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye may not be partaker in her sin, and that ye receive not a her of her plague. You know that a lot of people that are getting to play COVID, there's a new COVID that came out in China a few weeks ago that is giving young children and adults cough, fever, and really back old. And a lot of Christians have been getting it, my brother and my sister. When we don't follow obedience to the Lord, Things that should not be attacking us will be attacking us. And then we say, God, but how can you allow this? If we're not listening to the Lord, my this plague, it's a plague. It's a biblical plague. It's going around since China, a few weeks from China. It's already found in every single country. It's all over the U.S. Right now, most of the people have this fever Backhole, cough, sweating, um, headaches, bone pains, and so much more. It's like a COVID-19, exactly what COVID-19, when COVID-19 began in 2020, by the end of 2020, it was all over the world in every single country, in every single state. This cold is already all over the world. Even in places like I was speaking to my, with my mom from the Dominican Republic on the phone, the day before yesterday, and it's already there all over the island. It's warm over there. They have up in the 80s, 70s, 80s temperature. Okay, pneumonia, thank you. And they all have it over there in the island. Every single country I have it. Africa, Canada, Mexico. It's all over the world. And that came out of China a few weeks ago, like COVID, and it's already all over the world. Pneumonia. It's a really bad cold. insisted they found that, it, I believe it was or 25,000 people in China. They discovered, doctors especially discovered this, this cold, this bad cold. In order to sound like COVID-19, it's all over the world. It was, not, it was not preventable because people travel from China to the U.S. and everywhere in the world all the time. So it's not preventable. Everyone is getting it by now. So you see where obedient to God is better than sacrifice. If we don't commit to the Lord, these plagues that God says, that she be, when God said, come out of her, my people, that she may not be partaker of her sin. And look what else. And she receive not of her plagues. This is a plague that came out of China. And already by everybody's getting it, Christian, non-Christian, everybody. But we should not, I've been praying against this. My, one of my kids came from school, sick with this, and it came into my house. And I immediately began to pray against it. I knew it was something different. It was not like a common cold. I knew it was something different. And it's telling me, everyone in school has that already. Every single school already have in the U.S. All the kids, high school, college, it doesn't matter. They all have it. It's all over the country. It's, it's, it's too late to stop it, but we can pray against it. We can pray against oh, Children coughing everywhere, and they're not even going away. Some children have had it for weeks now. Are you sure your parents are going to be flooding into the hospital taking all this? Okay? See? Massachusetts, second state, which I have pneumonia break. question remain about virus weeping in China. It's all over the world. It's all over the world. It's here in, Massachusetts, in North Carolina, all over the, the school system. And they're going to treat it. They're going to give it this or that, and they still have it. It's still coughing. They still hurting. It's pain, fever, everything. And we know as a fact that if you have a fever that it remains in your body over seven days or five days, it's extremely dangerous. You can look it up on what in the okay? – you're not supposed to have a fever for so many days. Especially any fever over 100, 101, it's it's very dangerous. Certain things can happen to your health, to your body, okay? People can go into stroke. I mean, there's different things that can happen with a high, high fever. Also in Tennessee, thank you, sister. It's all over the country. It's all over the country. It's all over the world. It's in the islands. It's all over the islands. Mexico, Canada, anywhere, Europe. It's all over Europe. It has da- more damage in Europe than the U.S., but it's really strong now in the U.S., very, very strong. This stuff came out of China. Within three weeks, it was all over the world already. This news, and it's a virus. It's actually a virus. Because some of said it's online. It's a virus. Okay? And... They're they're treating it with vitamin C with different things. It's not leaving the people's body yet. Some children receive treatment, and it kind of they get better for a little bit, a that, and then a few days it goes back up again. You know, like I don't know if it's the body not really uh, creating the immune in the body yet to try to resist it and to go away like COVID. No, this this, this is it's persisting. Is the word and in in the young children. We don't want nothing to happen to our young children. We, we, the adult, we're here. We have to protect our children. And so the best thing I find out that is helping against this is prayer, asking the Lord to protect them and to keep them, because a lot of the adults are in pain serious pain. And so I understand why some people say, I just want to go home, brother, because they're in pain. This sickness had entered their body a few weeks ago, and it doesn't want to leave. I don't want to mention names here, but I know people that have it for weeks, and it's not going away. And it's painful for adults. It's very painful. And I know it's this. I know it. Because this was announced. And I know this is what it is. But, this is where we need to call upon the name of the Lord. This is where we need to pray. Fast and pray. We need to get in, in ourselves into fasting. God is calling us into fasting. And we begin to break all his power, the enemy, my brother and sister, because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So we have to call upon the name of the Lord like never before. We need to get into in, sincere fasting. I was, I was listening to this group of people last week that went fasting about two weeks ago to the, to the White House. They decided to go into fasting, and they fasted for three days, a group of people. You know, like, even people in office said that they were crazy, that that would not work. And a week after they did this, there was a few Congress and women and men that rose up on, on, on the news and television to support these people they were fasting for, and it was for a change in government, my brothers and sisters. Change comes when we fast, like when we pray and fast like we cannot imagine. The the old way that the Lord never failed. The way he told them to fast and pray never failed. And when these men and women went to the White House two weeks ago, almost three now, fasting and praying for three days for a change to come in Washington. Now they began to see change. Now they're rising against this government in Washington like never before. Right when even people in office said nothing would happen. Well, things began to happen a week after because it's like a brewing boiling water when you pray inside these people. And God, when God moves, earth moves. When heaven moves, earth moves. When God moves, the wicked have to move.
0: Because
3: yeah. God is in control. That's exactly what happened. My brothers and sisters, changes are coming because of these people going into fasting and praying for, this, for Washington for things to change. If people in America keep rising and fasting and prayer, we will see things change like never before. Okay? Like never before things will change. Change will come. If people pray and fast in Washington, the government will be changed. God will establish. I already heard prophecy that God can change this government, and things will get better. Okay, Pr- pray and fasting, God will use. He He's done it since the day He created the earth, since the day Adam and Eve were out of the out of the garden. And people begin to call upon the name of the Lord, to pray and fasting. That's when change began to happen. Back again, my brother and sisters, because they did it, and God heard them, and God answered their prayer. Abraham and all these people prayed and fasted, and God heard their prayer, and God answered them. My brother and sisters, God is still in the throne, on the throne. My brother and sister.
2: thank you, Lord, thank you, Jesus.
3: So, Second uh, Peter two fifteen. They have forsaken the right way and have gone straight, following the way of availing the Son of the Lord, and love the wages of righteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity, and Adama speaking with a man, as a man, a donkey, boys for about the madness of the prophet. These are well without water, clouds that are carried by tempests, for whom the mist of darkness is reserved for reserved forever. For when they speak against swelling words of vanity, they are lured through the loss of the flesh, through much wantonness, those who had cleansed escape from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they then sell are servants of corruption. For by whom a man is overcome, by the same he is brought into bondage. Amen. For if after they have escaped the pollution of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein, overcome, and latter end is worse when with them than the beginning. The latter end is worse than the beginning. Exactly. Because they, they have the opportunity to repent, but since they refuse, their latter end becomes worse. For so if it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness, then after they have no, to turn from the holy commandment, deliver unto them. But and look, the Bible says that these commandments, the Word of God, is holy. And how many people don't think so? Like in Washington, and in a lot of places.
0: Yeah.
3: How many people think little of the Bible, brother? Yeah, a
4: lot has changed, you know, from the beginning. You know, it it started with the, the word, word of God, God and, 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 um, you know, and and you know. You know, George Washington had a, you know There's a lot of writings about him How he was a Christian How, you know, how, you know In his, you know, writings He would write about God You know, it was all about God And, and uh but A lot has changed Look at even, uh Lincoln in his letters You know, in his speech How he would, you know, glorify God And and all that But a lot has changed And there has to be the fear of God You know, that has changed a lot You know, not just here But also in the throughout the world you know it has grown grown cold you know uh, a lot of wickedness you know has increased and uh but now it's uh it's it's the fear of god has been lost you know indignation it's just too much it's a lot of pride you know so much pride and and uh that's what god hates you know it's, it's pride and but the pride here is really it's really has gone out the roof you know and it's uh, and God is, is calling people to repentance, you know, He's calling the whole nation to repentance, you know, and, and that's what we're going to be doing soon. It's is leading people to repentance, and yeah, if, if, if this was different, you know, if you know, it's just people would, you know, just like uh, you know, God, God is just calling people to repentance, you know, you know, God hates wickedness, God hates sin, He hates evil, you know, He hates. uh the unrighteousness, all that's being done, you know, and not just here in this country, you know. I know a lot's being done here, you know, in this in this country, but that God, you know, has already spoken judgment on this nation. But you know, all we can do now is repent, you know, for everyone. You know, repentance is the key now. You know, humility before God, humble, humility before God, and yeah, it's,
2: yeah. yeah, thank the Lord, yeah.
3: He says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be serious, therefore, and repent. That's the Lord himself telling us to repent. I don't know how is it that people don't believe in repenting. I just don't know, Brother Tony. Because when, when I hear someone think that we should not be repenting, and they're repenting, for example, I, I remember what the Lord says, even when he started his ministry, he said, repent for the kingdom of God at the hand. Yeah. How can you separate salvation from repentance? It should be that you repent in order to receive salvation. Yeah. repenting makes us ready to receive, no?
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's your heart, you know. It's, you know, you, uh, yeah, it's you repent of what you've done, you know. For example, you know, when we come to the Lord, it's, Lord, I'm sorry for what I've done. You know, you you cry before the Lord because I want to be saved. You know, and what I you know, and we repent. That's repentance. And but yeah, now it's keeping our salvation. You know, it's the Lord ones. It's repentance every day. You know, it's coming to the Lord and saying, Lord, I'm sorry. And it's uh, because we sin. You know, we sin and we do things that are not pleasing to God. And He wants that. He wants that. um, That repentance from us. You know, um, daily. This, mm-hmm. is, this is a daily. It's a daily walk with the Lord. You know, so it's, it has to be daily. You know, because we do things that are not that are not right, and we have to come before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry for what I done. You know, and, and you know, you know, pour our hearts before Him because He's He's our only. He's the only one that like the Bible says He's the only one that can keep us from falling. You know, Amen. Mm-hmm. Like Jude says in his letter in the New Testament, He's the Lord can keep us from falling and. On our own, we can't, you know. But the Lord can keep us. He can help us. He's our helper, you know. He's our He's our Rabbi, you know. What more? You know, He's our Rabbi. <coughs> he's our Lord, and and uh, without Him, we can't do anything, you know. He's our He's our Commander, you know. We, you know, He's 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 our strength. He's our all in all.
2: Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus.
3: He says so. He says to repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come unto him. I will stop with him, and he with me, which is, uh, that's wedding right there. That's stop with the Lord's wedding. Yeah. That's wedding celebration. So him that overcometh, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne. that's, That's another question you have to overcome, and overcoming is the will, overcoming the flesh, overcoming... You know all these things. Even as I also overcame and said with my father in his throne, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the churches. So this this warning is specifically is for the churches. We are the church of Christ, my brother, and my sister. So God is warning us, Amen, that that we have to have a year Ear, which we have, we all have ears, but it's not the same thing. I have an ear to hear the Lord, because a lot of people hear the gospel, but they don't hear God and the gospel message, so they don't have an ear to hear the Lord. You know, and so we have to have a ear in here and hear, say, Lord, Amen, Lord, to what you're saying. Help me to be ready. Prepare me, Lord. You know, call upon the name of the Lord and we should, you'll be saved. My brother and sister, Sister Celeste had a, a, a powerful um, uh, look back to the past message. Ancient Egypt, fallen Nathalie and sea hybrid walking among us. God, the Lord has been thinking to her about all this. That's Genesis chapter 6, for the last day. Yes, we, the bride of Christ, are not going to stay behind to see the giants. Okay, but we're gonna fight the giants
2: at the end when we return with Jesus. Mm. So
3: whatever bit of information we get from the Lord through His prophet now, I think is helpful.
0: Yeah.
2: Because
3: we're gonna confront them with our sword and shield, and the end of the seven-year uh, Great Tribulation when we return with the Lord. So whatever planning agenda they're going on now, they're planning now. It'll be good to know. So I'm listening to Sister Select about this, you know, and it makes me meditate on what the Word of God says and what God has shown me, my beloved sister. Because whether people are saying, well, that's not for us, Brother the OB. we're not staying behind, we're them, that is true. But at the same time, we are coming back again, and we're com- confronting them, and we're fighting them. And of course, we're not going to lose. Because the body that we're coming in with is, is undistractable, practically. Because the body of the Lord is undistractable, right?
0: Yeah.
3: And we're going to have the same body as the Lord. You know, and that guy using that spear to try to penetrate my body this morning, it was just poking. It was not really doing any harm to me at all. The spear could not even scratch me, practically. And that was amazing because you think, how can something be so strong that a spear cannot even put a scratch to it? So, I'm telling you, if 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 once you get your body, don't think about it twice to go rest, (laughs) and put all that all that power to rest. Just go out and stay behind it. Let's work for the Lord, my brother. Let's get excited about this to do this work for God, and and to stay focused and finish it, get it done. Like Brother Tony said to me, I just want to get it done. Let's get it done. And and for the glory of God. It's, it's all for the glory of the Lord. I know we've we've been waiting and, and waiting, but now is the time where you know, we, we we were so far off years ago, now we're so close. Until so now is is to make the decision, let's do the will of God. Let's do the will of God be done. As we started this race, when we received Christ into our life and the Lord began to prepare us for the, for this wedding celebration now that now that we're so close let's stay focused on god and his will that whatever end time little time minus time he wants to use us let's let's get it done let's get it done let's finish this work and go home in peace i I don't think i'm planning to go rest anymore Mm
0: -hmm.
3: i'm going home i want to have a garden after tomato garden with all kinds of fruit Brother Tony and I are going home to go work on the garden,
0: yeah,
3: Of you we have time to to go to the father's throne, sit down with father have have a one on one conversation with father and and you know receive everything we can, talk with the Lord, talk with the Holy Spirit, talk with the redeemed the angel, see our family, then work in our garden and <laughs> stay busy, my brother and sister. I I don't see myself going home to rest anymore. I think there's too much that needs to be accomplished. That I, I the things I want to get accomplished is things we all decided to have. And so thinking about go sleeping out there, I don't think so. It might be a day where we get on the ground and fall asleep, maybe. And I don't know. I think I I I, I saw brother Tony Mansion out there. He he hardly went into you know, to rest on his mansion, he was out all the time, so I'm like, you know, that might be a good attitude to have, and and for not going to heaven just to enjoy your mansion, just to go out and be busy for God and all that. So I think God is teaching us one way or another that we don't seek our will, but his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that a lot of us, desire because we probably heard from other people just go home and rest or this and that No, let's seek the word of God in all this yeah let's see what God has for us and, and because remember one thing is that eternity goes on forever and ever mm-hmm. and once we we finish the seven year great tribulation, which will be like in half an hour when we're in heaven finish the seven year great tribulation we start a new earth millennium with Christ a thousand years a thousand years in heaven will feel like, I don't know, ten days? Okay, exactly. great. Oh, no, not even like a day. Because the Bible says a day still looks like a thousand years. So, yeah, like a day. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Think about it. Like a day, brother. <laughs> One thousand years is over. And then it starts eternally. So, if if you're looking forward to being in eternity with God, you yeah. everything that we have to do is like Nothing. Think about it. Can can you compare a thousand years to an eternal God? It will be like nothing. If you put it close to each other, you won't see the thousand years.
0: No.
3: You won't see it. You won't see it. Nothing that we have to do for God right now is being like it's like nothing. But it's important. Yeah, it is. Look how Jesus said that it will be more rejoicing for one soul mm-hmm. than ninety-nine that comes in righteousness. Mm-hmm. Think about that one. There will be more rejoicing in heaven than for 99 Yeah. coming in righteous. Oh, 99 righteous that need no repentance. So that means the righteous are coming into the wedding. They need no repentance. They're already righteous. They're already holy. They're going in. Yeah. There's more rejoice for one soul that repenting in heaven.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. That soul is the one that the Lord's choosing mm-hmm. you and I to go help. So yeah. what excuse do we have, Brother Gunnar? Yeah,
4: no, we don't. The power of God, you know, like you said, you know, like, it's, you know, wasn't I with you, and it's true. It's just, uh, you know, we tend to make excuses, you know, but no, he's with us, and we don't, you know, it's, we, we, you know, the way, the only way I see is, you know, let's do his will, you know, let's do what what pleases God, and, you know, let's, let's just, uh, let's do what the Bible says, you know, put on Christ. You know the mind of Christ, Amen. and that's the mind of Christ. It's, it's uh, doing God's work and doing what pleases God, you know doing what what God is pleased with, you know, and Yeah, yeah, let's, let's just thank focus you, on the Lord, you know, and, and doing his work His
2: will be done. Yeah on earth I said in heaven Amen, thank you Lord.
5: Hello again, and welcome to the master's voice. I am celestial and you are welcome to this channel to old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome I'm bringing a very new prophecy from the Lord I received this on November the 30th and this prophecy is the Lord showing more of the supernatural things that have been discussed here at the master's voice for quite some years this is a place where the Lord will teach out of established Christian doctrine established Christian truth And at the same time, the Master's Voice Prophecy blog is a place where if you've been following along for a while now, you will see that many things that had been pushed into obscurity in your average Christian church, the Lord is taking those things and expanding them. He's opening them up so that we as Christians can understand that we are not part of a one-dimensional faith. This is not a one-dimensional walk that we are involved in. This is not just a situation of I go to church on Sunday and then Jesus loves me. This I know. The Lord is waking up the End Times Church to many things through this blog, through direct prophetic dreams and visions and teachings and revelations that God has entrusted to me and has been giving me since the year 2012 until now. We are in the final month of the year 2023. And so today's prophecy was just... I think it was yesterday, November the 30th, and the title is Look to the Past, Look to the Past. And this prophecy was God showing me that many of us still do not understand the danger of the world that we are living in and the eminence of the world that is to come. So many people in church believe that It's just live in this world, live on earth now with the earthly things that we do. We marry, we fall in love, we go to work, we go to school, we have dreams and aspirations, children are born, people pass away, and that's the cycle of life. And we think that's all there is. And then Christians have... And additional above that, Christians believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and they know that the Lord has said that he will return and he will take his people to himself. In my Father's house are many rooms, many mansions, and if it were not so, I would not have told you of this. So we as Christians have an additional expectation and we live toward that hope, we live toward that faith that one day we will be reunited forever, eternally in joy, peace, complete and total healing, a brand new body with our Savior, with our Heavenly Father. No more pain, no more death, no more weeping. We aspire towards that time. But the Holy Spirit has been saying here on this blog through many dreams that I have taken the time to bring forward, brought forward the visions, brought forward the scriptures to show people that there is clearly going to be an intermediate world, a world of hard impacts where the world that we are used to is going to have a hard head-on collision with another world containing others who have an agenda too. These others know that Jesus is coming back. The Bible says of the demons, even the demons believe, that Jesus Christ is alive, that he is Lord. Even the demons believe in God and they do tremble. That doesn't stop them from being evil. That doesn't stop them from being wicked. That doesn't stop them from working towards their plans. So they have an agenda. They also occupy a world. And what God is trying to get his people now in this time to understand is before they get to the bit where we are reunited with our Lord and Savior. There is going to come a hard impact period where we are going to transition out of this world as we know it, no matter who likes to hear it or not. We are going to come out of life ordinary as we know it, and we are going to be hard impacted. This means forced, sheepdogged into a different kind of life where our eyes will see things that we can't believe, where our ears will hear things that we can't believe, and that too will be life here down on earth. It won't be another separate transitory place that we go to. It will be right here on terra firma, this very earth that God gave to Adam and Eve and told them that it was their territory and that they should steward and shepherd it. And so the prophecy November 30th, 2023, look to the past, um it has different parts, and i 'm going to start with the dream i 'm reading from my notes some of these things because I have so many of these different types of dreams. I am going to have to wait on the Lord to see if these things should go on the blog, but definitely they need you need to know God wants his people to know these things so I had a dream I had a dream on Thursday night, and I came catapulting out of that dream, so there are dreams that I have and They're distressing. They reveal things that I think, I've never seen this before, or I think, Lord, this is very heavy. And I go through those dreams, and then I wake up naturally. And I wake up naturally, and the Lord will be speaking to me, and I'm hearing what he's saying, and I get my writing things, and I write them down. But in this particular dream, I came catapulting out of that dream, because some of these dreams will show you things that when you hear it, you can think, oh, that might not be so scary, but once the realization comes on your heart of what it is that you're looking at, you might change your view. And so I dreamt, and what I dreamt sent me immediately into prayer and a protective posture, meaning that I sat up immediately saying, no, 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 no. And I anointed myself, and I immediately went into prayer. I ended up praying for myself, every single member of my family. They were all covered that night. I sat bolt upright in in bed. And I started praying that no one in my family is going to have this experience, especially those who are older. My parents, I prayed that no one is going to see this thing. I covered them. I covered myself. And I was just lifting up prayers for mercy and covering to the Lord. And so it was such a short dream. But if you encounter this in real life, as we certainly will, it will be something else. Anyway, I dreamt that I was at the bank. I dreamt that I was at the bank. And the reason that this dream really hit me is because the day before, so this would be Wednesday, I went to the bank. I went to the bank and I went to see these people that sit in the little cubicle. So I wasn't standing online. I went to see these people that sit In the little cubicles that are called relationship managers so I went to see a relationship manager and I spoke to him for about 15 20 minutes I waited my turn in line but I wasn't standing in any of the lines I was sitting in the chairs that they have for such purposes sat in the chair saw the man did what I had to do and I left that was the real life experience in this dream I was at the same bank but this time I was standing in line to use the cashiers And there were three active lines. And I think I was about person number three in a line of six. So I was the third person from the front in my line with three other people behind me. But the bank was very busy. One line had 10 people. One line had 10 people in it. And another line had about, I would say, eight people in it. And then adding that up with banking staff and stuff like that, we were between, I guess, 25 to almost 30 people in the bank. And you have to admit that's a lot of activity going on in any banking branch, you know, including the security guards that are walking around and things like that. So everything was fine as it should be. And then just casually, I'm standing in line and I turn around just to look around and I see the person behind me. But this man behind me had no pupils. So you can just use me for reference. You're looking at me. I'm looking at you. You can see that I have pupils in my eyes. There's definitely something there in each eye. It's round. It's brown. You can see that my eyes are according to God's standard. This man behind me, casually dressed. He was just wearing a dark colored zip up and um, I don't know, cocky pants and men's boots. And he had no hat on or anything, but the man was standing there and he had his his hands casually in his pockets in the bank. And from head to toe, he was a man, but his pupils had nothing in them. His eyes were white, like that X-Man superhero, the female one that controls the weather. When she changes, her eyes go white. She rolls her eyes back and then she has no pupils. The one that is called Storm. That's how this man was standing there. And when I saw him, I jerked so I had a visible reaction you know your eyes are gazing and then you come back and you you rest them for a second on this person and I had a visible reaction I jerked I did a double take it was very obvious that I had seen this man and it freaked me out what I had seen but this man was so casual and he stared right back at me with those soulless white eyes and I looked at him and I quickly turned around as if to say wait a minute what's happening here what's happening here my heart's beating and I'm thinking Why is he like that? Is anyone else seeing this? Who can I tell? Who can I tell that this man doesn't have right eyes? And I really was in my head and I was thinking hard what to do because, mind you, this man was right behind me. So now I'm even thinking, oh, no, he saw me and he saw me have that reaction. And now he can do anything to me at this point because he's seen me. He's seen me. But when I got the courage to turn around, because I had to see this for myself, when I got the courage to turn around again, God was really trying to emphasize this point, because what had happened is all the people in the bank, the people in the bank who were like that guy, they began to pop up into hyper-reality. So everybody was still in the bank, but then it was as if everybody else who was a human being like me began to sort of fade back and blur. And these people were highlighted to me and they became hyper-real. They were more real than the other people in the bank. This is their clothing, their skin, their appearance, and everything about them just seemed to jump out more. And I thought that none of these people had correct eyes. Some of these people had red eyes. So they did have a pupil, but what was in there was just round like a penny and then just one flat color, red. If you look in a normal human being's eye, you will see that our eyes are very multidimensional. We've got a center bit. And then we've got another bit. And most people, everybody's always dark in the middle sometimes, I think. But then most people have an iris that can be any other type of color. But these people just had flat, circular, red, penny eyes that were red. And then a lot of people were like this man. They just had eyes that looked like as if they had rolled back and their eyes were just blank, just white. Many people didn't have any pupils. And the worst of all of them... We're the ones in the bank who had no eyes at all. Please listen to what I'm saying. Kids, those of you who own robots, and when I say kids, I'm talking about everybody who has grown up and used to play with robots, you know that sometimes the robot will come with a cut-out hole. So to really enhance its robot features, it'll come with squares where the eyes are supposed to be. And usually they will put a colored block in there that can light up. But when kids have had that toy for a while, when they've crashed it and bashed it, sometimes the little colored bulbs fall in. And then the robot just has these cut out staring holes. There were people in this bank who didn't even have the courtesy to have eyes. They had nothing. They just had holes. And then the bank went pitch black all the normal people in the bank disappeared every person who was a human being disappeared and the whole bank just went black and so so quiet and at first there was only one light shining in that bank and it was shining right on the area where I was standing but the light wasn't shining on me the light was shining on mr. white eyes no pupils so the light was shining on this man, and instead of just him being in that casual lean back, it's almost my turn, now this man had hooked up his shoulders, and he had his hands straight in front of him like this, with balled-up fists. So it made him appear much bigger than he was, and his, his posture was extremely menacing, and obviously... That was scary. And even though he didn't move towards me, I started backing away from him already because there was now no one in, behind me. So I was backing away, and then other lights started coming on all over the bank. Just like you go to a play, spotlight, spotlight. And who was being spotlit were all these non-human people, the people with the red eyes, the people who had, had holes. But now none of these people had eyes. So even the man in front of me, his face had become very flat and hard. The the best way I can describe it, I've spoken of this type of phenomenon before, and I call it Iron Man. Iron Man. I've said that I've seen people in my dreams. They're walking around and they're people, and then they will turn, and then their faces will be hard-cut, chiseled cheekbones, hard-cut chin, and just a slit here. With no eyes, but with red light shining out of them, exactly how these superhero rob- robot people are. And so, nobody who was coming lit under the spotlight had eyes. Not even the red eye people. They just had cutout slits, and they were all standing in such a hulk. Even the women, they were standing in such a hulked-out, menacing posture. Some of them even had these dark gray overcoats on them all of a sudden, just standing like that. And I said that I was really afraid primarily because all the real people disappeared at once and I was left by myself in this room full of others. And there was something else. If it was just for the sake of my notes, I would have left it in my notes. But when I was writing out this prophecy, the Lord said, tell them. Say it to them and tell them. So bear in mind that this is in my neighborhood. I live in Brooklyn. And I said, bear in mind that this is in my neighborhood. It's not far from home. And this is a uh, a bank that is patronized mostly by black people. So I'm going to say what the Lord told me to say, and I'm going to say it because the Lord says that there is this misconception in the minds of black people. They think, God says, there are those of you out there who think that everything I'm talking about is other races except yours. That is what he said. I was writing it. This is my notes. I always write my notes out exactly as they are. But the Lord will tell me what to put in the prophecy. But he said, tell them, make sure that you tell them. And what God says is that there are massive misconceptions in the minds of black people especially, People of color. So I guess this could include uh, people from Latin America, but to be honest, people from Latin America are not confused when it comes to talking about creatures out of the sea, winged gods, and things like that. And the reason for that is because they have written these things into their history already. They have Quetzalcoatl, their huge, massive, white, speckled color flying snake that they acknowledge used to be the gods the god the chief leading god of their ancestors. They are not in this mindset that when I'm discussing clones, when I'm discussing mermaids, that I'm always talking about blonde mermaids, red-headed mermaids. I absolutely am not. This thing that God has shown me has led me to walk with so much care wherever I live. And the reason for that is I've said it before in the old the old Nephilim prophecies. There's an entire Nephilim playlist where I describe many, many, many things that I've seen on the, of the Lord. And in one of those dreams, I said, it is a sobering thing to go to the supermarket, pick up your groceries, pay, speak to the cashier nicely, and go by the front and, and, and greet the security guard nicely as he says, hello, ma'am, and you say hello and you walk out. It is a sobering thing. To do that on a Monday, and two days later, to have a dream where you repeat that identical interaction, except that it is a four-headed cobra standing at the door in the security guard uniform saying, "Hello ma'am," and something with velociraptor claws pecking at the, the cashier, saying, "That will be 4795 at the till. And this thing started happening in 2018. This video is going to contain many, many parts. So I'm just going to let it flow exactly like the Lord was speaking to me today. I have been going over so many old notes today um, prior to coming to make this prophecy. It is a sobering thing. And I realized after I had these dreams two times, three times, four times, I realized that God was showing me. That people outside, it doesn't matter if you are living in the Chinatown part of town, these creatures, these beings, in these appearances of human suits, zipped up into human flesh, whatever you want to call it, they are everywhere. You're living in Manhattan and you think, well, I'm living in the French Quarter or whatever. They are there looking as French as everybody else. What God was showing me is to be careful in my everyday interactions where I live. I have lived in different sections of the same borough year upon year upon year. And when these dreams started in 2018 specifically, I remember being so shocked to see the store around the corner. The owners of the store were normal, but a huge percentage of the clientele were not. And that is the store that everybody used. There's a big supermarket. Everybody went there. The owners were normal people. But if I have a dream and I go in and and I'm asking for honey and they're getting the honey off the shelf and then the person next to me is a duck-billed platypus. This is not a sign that I'm imagining things or that I have a fertile imagination in my dream. And the thing is that the majority of the people either appear like these robot beings or they appear as serpents. Those are the primary two. Those are the primary two shapes that God is always showing me in the dream. People who are half snake and half people and people who appear to be made of factory warehouse materials, metal, plastic, not alive at all. Just basically a robotoid walking around. There is a prophecy that is called serpent people, robotoids, and something else. Um, I will put it in the description box, but basically that's what the Lord was saying. That a lot of black people, they struggle to understand and to listen to and accept what I'm saying because they find it so far-fetched, so far out of the ordinary. And then he says, out of the percentage of those who believe, they do not accept that it is their demographic, that it is part of this community. It is every community. It is every community, and that is what it means when it says, they shall think to mingle themselves with the sons of men. So as we go further in this prophecy, you will even hear the Lord mentioning Africa, and I will make reference to the one prophecy that I received on Africa concerning this. And so um, this was just God singling out people that have nothing to do with humanity at all. So when I woke up, this word, Osprey, 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 this thing was thudding in my spirit even as I was going about prayer. I sat bolt upright. Who wants to be in a dark bank, surrounded by things that are all in formation with no eyes, just staring black holes nobody i woke up and i began to pray and i began to intercede and i began to send up prayer to the lord that my paths should not cross this thing and i was going through my notes and god has said to me so many times i will see if i can read some of my notes i'm not i'm not keen to put my notes into these prophecies because things these are things that the lord always says to me to do this work you need to know these things to do this work You need deeper understanding. But sometimes he puts it upon my heart that this is information that generally could be a help to everyone, that could be a blessing to everyone. So I did find some things, and I will read it. But I prayed, and as I was praying this word, Osprey, Osprey, that's O-S-P-R-E-Y, Osprey kept coming on my heart so after praying i wanted to know this osprey i know it's a bird i know it's a bird but why is it relevant why does it keep coming up i was drawing a complete blank so i just go and i get my phone i keep it separate i I go and i get the phone and i google and an osprey this is in the night this is this is dark times okay this is i've prayed i've gotten up i've i've shared communion by myself If you are not in the habit of doing this and you think you need to wait for your church to do it, please revise your thinking because your church is not coming to your house when these beings are outside mimicking the voice of your grandpa asking for entry. You need to be able to leverage all aspects of the spiritual weapons that we have been given by God for yourself. He says, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Sharing the communion is how you... Literally practice the presence of God at your, at your house, with yourself. You don't need anyone else to do it for you. And so, yes, this dream catapulted me into all this late-night blocking and kickboxing. In the middle of the night, 2, 3 a.m., after I had this dream, I wake up and I do all the things that I need to do necessary to keep my space safe And filled with the presence of God and not filled with the presence of other things that I know exist so I get the phone and I put it on and it's a type of hawk I like to be precise it's a type of hawk it's part of the eagle family it's not an eagle it's just considered part of the eagle family in old English it was seen as a type of fish eating eagle so I'm standing there okay fine Osprey, 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 okay, Lord, I hear you, Osprey, but what does this bird have to do with anything? And I'm waiting for the father to speak, and then he begins to tell me, study about the bird-headed men of ancient Egypt, and that's when the other shoe drops, okay, okay, now it makes sense. People in the bank that are pretending to be people, walking around looking like people, but are not people And now the Lord is speaking of this entire contingent that they constantly show in the movies. And before there were movies, these things were drawn on the walls in Egypt and they were written on the tablets in Egypt. Horus has a bird's head. Isis has a bird's head. There are many of the Egyptian pantheon that have a bird's head, different types of birds. And then the Lord says, look to ancient Egypt. And that is why the title that he has given this message is called, look to the past. Look to ancient Egypt. In that era, knowledge was widespread and truth was never hidden. It was in plain sight, written in their laws and on their walls and preserved in their tablets The way of life in ancient history was plainly practiced before everyone, and nothing was off the record because there was no need for it to be. Everything was acceptable in the eyes of the population, and many strange practices were part of real life. Nothing was looked down on or forbidden. Trafficking with the dead, practicing rites of magic and witchcraft, spells, during rituals for wealth, power, love, and beauty were a normal part of society. And of course, worshipping the gods, all of these were interwoven and even seen as sacred parts of Egyptian culture. And that is why the Lord set the Israelites apart from them. So if you read the earlier books of the Bible, like Leviticus and then Deuteronomy, where where Moses is going over all the laws and all the do-nots that God has given this people Israel, you go further back into Genesis and you see that when Israel came into Egypt, Joseph told Pharaoh, oh, they do this kind of job, because he told his family that The Egyptians have their practices, and they will actually find your practices abominable to them, such as being herdsmen, such as being shepherds. They don't want to hear that people are doing that kind of job. And why? Because to the Egyptians, cows were one of the gods that they had. If you look in ancient Egypt, they have this sacred bowl with the horns that go up there, and then it has a disc in the center that the horns are holding. And that disc is representative of the sun. I think the cow was seen as either a god by itself or one of the sun god Ra's special animals. And even the sun god who was seen as the chief of the pantheon also had a bird's head. So I'm standing there and I'm writing these things down and I'm coming into understanding and I'm hearing the Lord say, in the past, the things that I hate were on front street, they were not castigated, they were not looked down on, they were not despised, despite the fact that I find them despicable. They practice rituals, they had sacred rites, they cast spells. You look in the old books and you can find that it was common, even in Greek and Roman society, for wealthy women to seek out soothsayers, to tell them, what will my destiny be? Sidekicks were acceptable in those societies. They would go to old, bent-over women and tell them, my marriage isn't going so well. And then she would say... For a certain amount, my lady, I can put together a potion that will make your beloved fall in love with you more than ever, even as recently as the times of Shakespeare. If you study his works, a lot of his works involve spells, secret potions that are supposed to be drunk by one person to fall in love with another person, and then the wrong person drinks it and falls in love with a donkey. So all of this has come down from the past into history. The problem with modern people is once information settles on a page long enough, to the modern man, it becomes so much dust because the modern man has Wi-Fi and the Super Bowl to occupy his time. He doesn't read. He doesn't study. He rarely prays. He mocks God and he thinks nothing of the past. But if you've been coming to this blog long enough what you hear God is saying is the future isn't going to be that new to those who become familiar with the past the more you familiarize yourself with the past my child you will be able to understand get along with better I'm not saying accept. I'm speaking of being able to process and deal with the future better and so in the past God is saying Knowledge was widespread. In the past, they had this type of person called an alchemist. Nowadays, the way we write about alchemy is a mysterious and long-lost art that probably never existed. But if you look a little further back, people speak all the time of how alchemists were constantly trying to pour things together to create gold themselves. They would blow up their homes. They would blow up their labs. They were working with substances that were either as dangerous as what we have now or even more dangerous. It was a running joke how alchemists would blow up their homes, and in the old movies they would always show a guy coming out with a burnt-out face and saying, I almost had it this time. This is not mythology, and this is not a TV gag. These people really existed. And the reason these people were throat-deep in the pursuits that they were in. The reason that they had psychics, witches, soothsayers in those days is because God is saying ancient society was very, very accepting of these things. These things are not accepting, acceptable to God. So to all the Christian witches, you are literally planting your little footsteps on the path to hell. Because the Bible is very clear about those who practice divination, those who practice sorcery, those who practice witchcraft, those who practice trafficking with the dead, those who engage in rituals. None of that stuff is cute. America, you will never be successful in modernizing what is despicable in the eyes of God. All you will be successful in is trapping souls. And to those souls that can hear the word of the Lord coming forth here all the time, saying it is time to get rid of your spell books, it is time to throw away your little tarot cards, it is time to stop trying to act so relevant on Instagram. You are already one foot in the grave. And what Satan is using you to do now is simply recruit other people to put their foot in the grave with you so that into hellfire all of you will go if you do not repent. That's the only thing that can be done now is to lead the blind to lead the blind until they both fall into a ditch. And that ditch is hot and fiery and it is on its way. And my job is to stand here at the junction of life and death to tell all who will hear, come out of these perversions, come out of these dark practices. The God of the Old Testament is the same God we are dealing with now. He did not suffer witches to live in the old time. And I'm telling you, Some of you will lose your sight. I am telling you by the Spirit of God, you will go blind. That is what I was seeing today. These things that you put in the bowl and then you sprinkle, sprinkle and sprinkle, dinkle, you will put things into that bowl that will fizzle when you were not told that they would fizzle. They will pop and you will be struck blind. God told me, and I'm telling you, that you will sit around in your house weeping, sorrowing, crying and not eating exactly as apostle paul did he lost his sight for misplaced zeal and pride he was not a witch but he was a hunter of the church jesus said to him himself why are you persecuting me saul saul was hunting down the righteous he was putting them to death he was getting letters of authority in every city And trying to uproot the precious tree of the gospel that Jesus Christ was building. And now in these, in these fraught times. Fraught means that everything and its grandmother is taking place at the same time. Fraught means busy. It means heavy with so much upon one heart, one soul. That's how most people feel. Now in this time, when the church of Jesus Christ should be leaning into their Lord and Savior, many of them are playing around with new agery, ianagrams, They want to know their star sign and still call the name of Jesus at the other side. Light and dark cannot mix. You cannot drink at the table of witches, divination, going to soothsayers. You cannot, there is no such thing as a Christian witch. You are just a witch or you are a Christian. You cannot be both. Whoever thinks that Jesus Christ will mingle with darkness, He will depart from you, and when the Lord leaves you, you will sit there, he said, blind and crying with no working sight. I'm not talking about, oh, you will be spiritually blind in that you will not perceive the Lord, nor will you hear his spirit. You won't have eyes that will be able to get you to the store and back. You will sit at home. You will need your family members to nurse you. He said you will sit there blind like Apostle Paul until it dawns on you the wickedness that you have been practicing and you finally repent. So to whoever has an ear, witchcraft is an abomination before the Lord. Whatever community that is talking about, we're going back to our roots. We're going back to our ancestors. We're going back to your Orishas. You're sitting here in New Orleans and you don't even know what an Orisha is. You learned it from the internet. And the people in Nigeria who know what it is, have cast the evil practices of their fathers and their forefathers behind their back. And they are gathered around the altar of the Lord Jesus Christ, marching around it seven times strong, lifting their hands and singing praises to the only one who lives, the one who died and rose again, who defeated the cross for their souls. And you are the one traveling back in time to dabble with altars and dabble with those creatures in the sea. You will open your purse and you will pay the bills for what you are buying now. You want to buy these things? The Lord said, who of you that wants to build a tower will not first sit and consider the cost? So you're following these women that have sold their souls. The Beyonce's and the Solange's and whoever else. These are your role models inducing you they are inducting you they are initiating you into water worship every song water water you will pay the bills for the things that you are buying and what steep high costs they are you will sit when these incubus and succubus have sunk their claws into you 40 talents deep Marine spirits will sink their claws into you. You won't be able to twitch or move in your own life. You will find yourself blocked on all sides, opportunity-less, limited, putting yourself under a curse because you lack wisdom in these last days. Other people have seen the darkness of the generational curses that come from family altars, that come from practicing and bowing down to idols. But the ignorance of the last days believer in this nation is to see something on TV and think, oh, why don't I adopt that? It's better than Jesus. Why don't I pick that up? That looks like fun. Your lust for power will bring you into a hard impact. And that is all I have to say about that. And so the Lord was telling me, in the middle of the night, my daughter looked to the past. The ancient societies were not under as much license as we do now. It's only now, as we're getting to the end, all of this is going to be in this prophecy. As we're getting to the end, the same way the creatures are going to be free to show themselves, the same way this man was not bothered about his pupil-free eyes being seen by me, this is not how they will do it, by the way. What the Lord is showing in this dream is something that I hope I will remember to touch on. There are some of you, you're praying and you are fasting. And God said, said for me to tell you that you are going to wake up. You are going to wake up. You are going to wake up spiritually because practicing the disciplines of the Lord Jesus Christ's truth It will change this mortal body into something else. You won't be interested in the wrong music. As you begin to purge and purify your life, you get rid of foul speech, you get rid of the wrong kind of clothing, you get rid of the wrong kind of company. Basically, as you begin to purify and sanctify, one of the benefits that comes along with it is that your spirit man will be stirred up. Timothy, stir up the gift in you by the laying on of my hands. As you come and you are laying your hands on God's holy altar and you're not out on TikTok trying to fight me talking about you don't understand our oceans and our Orishas, as you are putting away defilement and additional side effects, a very pleasant side effect, but also a very difficult one if you can handle it, is that your spiritual eyes and your spiritual ears will begin to open. And that is what God was showing me. We were in a bank and God was simply showing me gaze into the spirit and see how many people in this banking hall with you are not people look and see how many people have nothing to do with humanity because when you're staring at something that has these soulless box holes for eyes we have a saying here on earth we say the eyes are the windows of the soul but jesus says something else about light he says that if your body is filled with light then That's what your eye will be. Your eye will be good. But if your eye is bad, he said, then your body will be filled with darkness. And so we're looking at people of a complete other section, a complete other dimension, another group. Let's just call them others. And they will not hide. They will no longer hide for various reasons. They will get bolder. I said long ago that sin has an effect on this world. There's no such thing as private sin. There is no private sin. The Bible says that there's no, no scripture of private interpretation. No prophecy is of private interpretation. Well, guess what? No sin. No sin is of private interpretation. You sin, it has a weight. It will rest upon the earth. It has a weight. God has given me this prophecy, I think it's more than a month ago. I saw the sins of men. They were so heavy. And I saw the angels working on earth. And the angels were gathering every person's sin and putting it into a bag and putting their name on it. And this prophecy is only maybe two months max. That I've written it down and kept saying, I'll get to it and I'll I'll either proclaim it in a message because it's not long enough to write on the blog unless the Lord would want. But I said, Lord, I will either add it into something or I will make a video for it itself. I saw the bags being prepared. The only thing is this. I have been saying this thing for as long as I have had this channel, for as long as I've had this ministry, that your sins will be gathered up and put into a bag with your name on it. And when you stand in the day of judgment, you will be so shocked to see that knapsack waiting for you. So whether the Lord gave the analogy like that, because I'm always saying it, or whether because it's actually like that, your sins don't go anywhere. Unrepented, they wait for you. The angels were preparing them. They were preparing them. They were taking them from an embedded posture. Embedded means that you see the little head of something sticking out and the majority of it is hidden inside a structure. And then you pull it out, just the way you pull out a hairpin from hair and you see, wow, that was a long hairpin, but the majority of it was hidden in the hair. They were pulling out sin from embedded places, hidden places, places where you think you're the only one who knows that you enjoy porn. You're the only one who knows how deep the malice in your soul is when you gossip about others, when you stir the pot, when you create drama, when you tell lies that cause even family members to hate each other. Some people love to bend the truth just enough to cause relationships to break down. They love to bend the truth just enough to cause doubt to be sown in the mind of friends and the relationship crumbles. And they stand there and they enjoy the chaos that they cause. And they're so innocent looking. Wow, I didn't see all of that happening. I was just trying to be helpful. You're witchy on the inside. You are wicked. You have a malicious soul and God sees you. He sees the inside. What is embedded in the heart? Angels will prepare all the sin. And everybody's name, every person who does not want to kneel down by their bedside and start dealing with their dirt, those bags will be waiting for all the reluctant Christians as well as all the people who do not acknowledge Jesus. But these creatures that I was seeing in the bank that look like people, they will get very bold. They will get very bold and they will not be interested in hiding themselves. Another thing that will happen is... Let me try and go through this methodically another thing that will happen is in some cases they will get very bold but in other cases as sin increases upon the earth and the weight of sin is pressing these creatures will know their time is coming they will know their time is coming and so that is why they will be so bold that is why someone will be talking to you and then just let their eyes change from round to slit and then back to round just to enjoy the look of stunned shock on your face exactly what this man did in the bank he just let his either he let his eyes be like that naturally that's one that's one way or i was increasing spiritually i was increasing spiritually and now i could see them and god has been showing me this dream so often that i know that day is coming i know that day is coming to be able to see them outside while awake in skin And that is why I always tell people, how are you managing with your self-control? How are you managing? Are you praying and asking God, just keep my spirit contained? Nobody says that you won't feel fear. It's impossible not to feel fear when you come across something that is otherworldly. It is our natural instinct. But then what happens? Are you that lady from the airport? I'm telling you right now, are you that person? Or are you someone who is just able to see and immediately go into tongues in your spirit or go into prayer in your spirit and begin to do warfare silently so that instead of them being there smirking at you, see me with my eyes, what will happen is immediately they will withdraw, they will re- recoil, and they will quickly exit themselves from the situation As the season is changing from light to dark, just as the Lord will say here in this prophecy, they are getting bolder. Another thing that God was telling me today is as wickedness increases in the earth, it has a tone. Wickedness has a tone. It has a vibration. You may not be able to hear it, but it is there. I'm not one of those frequency people. I don't know too much about that. I can't speak knowledgeably about those things, but I know what God has told me and I'm able to bring it out wickedness has a vibration wickedness has a tone and it will have an effect on those who resonate to that frequency so the righteous may not feel the frequency of wickedness we will simply remark murders are increasing O lord but have mercy upon those who are of the house of righteousness we will say lord the earth is going mad and evil is increasing on every side but this is because we can see with our eyes what is happening but those who are a Affected by that tonal frequency this is the phrase that is in my heart right now that tonal frequency like when you take a tuning fork and you hit it it makes a certain sound and you hit it it makes another sound there is a level that you can hit it and the wicked will hear it and when those vibrations enter these people they will not be able to control themselves so those of you out there who are married to Teen Wolf the day is coming he will not be able to control himself and then this is when we're going to start to hear headlines like tonight the night stalker it will not be the night stalker it will be the person that you've been with for five years who is able to in this current dispensation maintain his human shape without problems maintain his human shape without problems There's a prophecy that i brought here that prophecy if you have never listened to anything in the supernatural series please listen to it it is called do not receive them do not receive them and in that prophecy there is a place where the lord is talking about the people who come from the water the people who have the iridescent skin this is a rainbow colored scales but it doesn't show on the top they have They have tan flesh, they have brown flesh, they have white flesh, they have flesh. The scales are very small, overlapping, overlapping, almost the size of a fingernail or smaller, very tightly bound together. I will just say the things that I've seen, okay? These scales are very tightly bound together, and they are under the flesh. They're under the flesh. But when these people are too hot... So if they're living in Florida and it's nice and hot there and then Florida suddenly will undergo a massive, massive record heat wave or something like that. When these people are too hot, when they can't get access to water and things like that, they're not able to hold their human appearance. And then what I saw is that that embedded scale flesh, it rises up outside the covering that they have. It rises up outside and you will see it. And also when they're swimming, because I saw one who was swimming. The Lord showed me a vision as I was looking almost down a tube and I saw a guy, a white guy. He was swimming, man. He was swimming. He was doing flips in the pool like a seal. He was so happy. And when he came out, he flipped his hair and everything. And the whole man was glowing like a rainbow. And I was struck. He was iridescent. And I said in that video, it is called Do Not Receive Them. God was saying Extra Digits. This is extra fingers, extra toes. No. This is scaly skin. No. This is webbing between the digits. Don't do it. Because he said that is an internal gene expressing itself. Don't go there for marriage. And primarily it was on God's heart. Those who have not married, if you don't approach this final choice of who your partner will be, if you don't approach who you're going to basically breed with, with care, Well, you'll be the human in the house bringing up all the crab children, and you won't know until the day it is time for them to reveal who they are. So I saw this person swimming with the iridescent skin, and when when situations change for such people or for people who are half-wolf, God says when they're very uncomfortable, such as in the presence of a very high frequency of the Holy Spirit. So when a person is what? Not walking in the flesh, but walking in the spirit. When a person is walking in the spirit and just carrying the visible, tangible presence of God upon them, then we're going to start to see interactions to those who are wondering, where, where, where's all this in the Bible? It's right in the Bible. You just have to learn how to read your Bible. This interaction happened when Jesus went into the Gadarenes. Jesus was minding his business. Jesus was just walking. Jesus didn't go to the Gadarenes to to go specifically looking for that man. What Jesus did say is that he needed to go through that country. And because the Lord knew that man was there, the Lord had the ability to know things ahead of time. He had the ability to know people's thoughts. And so he says, I must needs go through there. Or he went through there when the boat came, actually. The boat came to that side. And they were going through there. And that man was there, naked as a jaybird, cutting himself in the heels, screaming because of all the demons in him. The demons are the ones who recognized Jesus. The demons initiated the conversation. They spoke first. They recognized him. They called him by his name and title, something that if you study the scriptures, Jesus didn't like. And you might wonder, why didn't Jesus like that? Because Jesus didn't want to be announced by demons. Jesus wanted people to recognize him as Messiah through the revelation of the Holy Spirit. This is why he said to his disciples, who do you say I am? He asked them, well, what's the word on the town? What are people saying? He wanted to know, who do people think I am? But then he asked them, who do you say I am? He wanted to know if they had caught the revelation yet, walking with him, that they were actually walking with God. The demons knew him. The demons recognized him. The demons demonstrated fear and reverence at the same time. Fear of his power and reverence of him because they knew that he was God. And they said to him not to do anything to them. Why? They said it wasn't the time, didn't they? So the demons were revealing for our understanding that there is a time. And we have now come to that time. We are now heading into that transition period. I'm telling you that light is going to leave this world. Whether it be also the light of the sun, when the sun starts going down too early, the sun starts giving only a a, a third of its light, two-thirds of the day in darkness, one-third in light, short, short days, and then the night belonging to the beasties. We are going into the time of darkness. The Bible says that night is coming when nobody can work, when these things will have the upper hand. And as we edge into that time, the tonal frequency, the press of the time that is coming will make it hard for them to hold their shape. It will be hard for them to remain as person because the increased darkness, for instance, will greatly pull upon the wolf nature. They will want to be that more and more. They will start lying that they're going camping. But really, they just want to release that nature and be out in the fields, in fur, without you watching them or without them having to explain to you why they they now want to eat 18 chickens when before they were vegan. This is what we are going to, no matter how fantastical. This is the strange thing that makes this work hard. The Christian is the last to cross the threshold of understanding. The, The Christian is the last to believe. the alien channel will have 15 million views in three hours because they know that these beings exist and the cryptid channel and the channel that says I promise you it was an upright dog and it said hi 20,000 views in one hour after that person makes a video but the Christian is like I'm just not sure about this it sounds real but then it goes off-center it's right on center it's right on the money Daniel 2.43, they will think to mingle themselves with the seed of men. They have mingled successfully. They are wearing our bodies. And God is showing to anyone who will hear that if you are the praying and the fasting type, you should be warned that you will start to have experiences. You should be warned that the manager at Costco has extra eyes on top. He's going to blink one day and you're going to see an extra pair up there or something. And that's not the time to start pointing and saying, sir, are you aware of your second group of eyes? No. That's just the time to start shopping somewhere else. They will not be able to hold their shape. They will not care to hold their shape. And the third thing is that when provoked, when angry, they will not be able to hold their shape. If they are in uncomfortable situations, whether it's the presence of the Holy Spirit or whether it's because their soul, their, their, their self, them, themselves, I'm not going to ascribe to them souls. Souls are a specific and precious gift for humanity alone. That is a direct transfer from our Father. And only we who are men have it. And I thank God for it. Because that is the thing that I've always said Satan is fighting for. Satan is fighting for this thing, to steal this thing, to rob this thing. To have people who are not wise with their souls end up in hell. But to those who love God, children of God, that will not be your ending. They will not be able to control themselves if they are upset, if they are provoked, if they feel threatened, if they feel afraid. So that is just that. That is just all the things. I I said months ago that the Lord was telling me to say everything and I'm going to say everything. As much as I am able to say, it will be in these videos and you can listen and you can come into the understanding. Because this is how it is with me and the Lord. Just sitting and hearing things for hours and writing pages and pages and pages and pages and pages that I have been writing for so many years. And I'm not bringing all those pages out to make videos. But as I know and as I have the understanding, as the Lord leads, then I will share. So looking to the past, ancient Egypt an era with widespread knowledge and where truth was never hidden. So people, he says that you can find these things in the ancient laws of Egypt and these other societies were the same, ancient Greece, ancient Rome, not to the level of Egypt because as time has passed, if you look, as time has passed, this knowledge has been suppressed. This knowledge has fallen away as people prefer to pursue modern inventions and and, and also as as faith-based teaching, as the kingdom of God came up. A lot of these things were condemned, and rightly so, rituals and spells like that. So they were forced into the fringes. They were forced into the corners. But just like you see in the story of Saul, when Saul became king, they were not banished altogether. When Saul became king, he made divination illegal. He made witchcraft illegal. You know, he was attempting to follow God's laws. And so all the people who were diviners, soothsayers, psychics in those days don't think these things are brand new. They have been since biblical times and even since before the time of capturing the word of God. Soothsaying, divination, raising up spirits to ask them questions, conjuring, gazing into the future, whether it's by a mirror, by a bowl, gazing into water, tea leaves. None of those things are new. So they were driven to the fringes just the way King Saul drove them to the fringes. But then you will always find people finding a way to go and and seek them out and look for them. And even King Saul himself, he became so worried when he received the prophecy that God had torn the kingdom from him and given it to someone else that after Samuel died, he was looking throughout the kingdom to find someone. He disguised himself and he went looking for a witch. He went looking for someone who could raise the dead. That's necromancy. Playing with the dead something that god said that they did freely in ancient egypt they they trafficked with the dead to traffic with something means that you have an interaction with it you play with it you have a relationship with it and these people did a lot of things with dead bodies in ancient egypt saul went looking to to find out more information and he had this woman raise the dead body of samuel something that most christians was like but why As a Christian, what makes you think that evil things should stop working just because you're saved? Where in the scripture does it say, Marcy gave her life to Christ and and Satan, being so challenged by that bold act of faith, retired from his activities? Why, Why are we like this? You do what you do and the devil does what he does. Satan has been at this before any of us were born. Satan was at this like an evil wolf at the heel or at the side of Eve and Adam. He robbed them then. He is an old hand at this. So there's some questions that we ask that don't profit. Evil is there because evil is there. And there's even evil in us. God tolerates the evil in us trying to win us over to good. And so just the way he is tolerating the evil in us trying to win us over to good, Satan likewise is allowed to exist under that same statute. The statute is called tolerating evil until the day all evil is judged. That means that Satan's evil is allowed to exist the same as yours. That is how the world works. So, with everything acceptable in the eyes of the old population, many strange practices taking part in real life, God says that nothing was looked down upon and nothing was forbidden. All these things were taking place, they were part of society, and worshipping God's, was seen as a sacred part of Egyptian culture. And that is why, that is why, if you are wondering, why does the Bible have all this, don't mix this with that, and you shall not bow down to this? Because God was setting his people apart even then. And this is the problem. God goes to all this trouble to write all these rules that should separate us from, how, from what is generally acceptable. And the wickedness that is generally accepted changes from time to time. It changes from generation to generation. But it never gets too far from the core evil who is Satan himself. It never deviates too far. In the old times, they may have put their children to death. They may have made their sons and daughters walk through the fire. But now your sons and daughters walk through the abortion clinic. It's the same end to pulp and crush a baby's life to put young life to death. And God says that even those now who do this, who take the life of children in abortion, they do not know that the carcasses of their children form offerings to spirits. And that that blood that is flowing in that clinic is received in the higher plane as an offering to the demons that run the United States. And everywhere else, these practices are taking place. The Bible says clearly, for example, you shall not make for yourself a carved image of any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. This is Exodus 20, verses 4 to 6. And so we see, God is saying carved images he doesn't want, worshiping things in the water he doesn't want, so that cancels the entire beehive and their queen. That cancels anywhere in the modern world, where this talking of water, splashing in water, videos about water, even church songs about jumping in the river, people do not perceive that these things are creeping in to do exactly what God said they did in the past. They are becoming acceptable practice, but they were not, and they will never be acceptable practice to the Lord. So I continue. Tell them what I said. Not every person is a person, as in a human being. There is dark mingled with light all over the continent of America and in every region of the world. Not everyone is human and the separation is about to become clearer than ever before. From the highest levels where the leaders are to the common man of the street, Dark mingles with light until the separation occurs. The leaders are compromised. They are half man and half beast. At the highest levels, they are not what they appear to be. Tell them that in Africa and Latin America, the villages are full of creatures. There are beasts that transform into man, living with humans in the African continent And their legends are long overdue for retelling to the younger generations. Tell them everything that you know and let them hear for themselves what the future will be like and what will be required of them. So I'm just going to pause here. God is saying, as I have been saying in many prophecies on this blog, that not everybody is a human being, that not everybody is a person. The first time you hear this, the first time you learn this, you will utterly be without context. As far as you know, if it's a human being or as they scientifically call it, God has even used the word to me once in my notes. I read it today, hominid, which is just basically man-like, man-shaped. Well, the first time you hear this, you will think... I think this is conjecture. I think this is storytelling. I think this is Christians that are getting off the narrow path and starting to branch over into popular culture, YouTubers that want to be relevant. I am not a YouTuber. I am a child of God who was told of the Lord in August 2020 to make this video blog so that the work of the Master's Voice Prophecy blog could go faster so that more people could hear. And I've already shared that it was a very hard transition for me. I have no problem writing the prophecies because writing the prophecies is fine. It preserves a wall of privacy and selfhood between me and others. It was an extremely different step, an extremely hard step to move into this. And the way that the Lord moved me into this, among other things that he did, was by telling me that the tools of my generation are before me and that I should use them